0: Hello, everyone. Uh, before we get started, we got a little message here from our friends over at Nightfire and Tor Books. From international best-selling sensation Thomas Older Hervelt comes Echo, a thrilling descent into madness and obsession as one man confronts nature and something even more ancient and evil answers back. Travel journalist and mountaineer Nick Grievers awake from a coma to find that his climbing buddy, Augustin, is missing and presumed dead. Nick's own injuries are as extensive as they are horrifying, his face wrapped in bandages and unable to speak. He claims amnesia, but Nick remembers everything. Something is haunting him, and something has awakened inside of him, something that endangers the lives of everyone around him. Echo is available now everywhere books are sold, uh, hardcover, ebook, and audio formats.
1: And it falls to me this week to spread the gospel of Fangoria. I grew up with this magazine. You grew up with this magazine. We all grew up with this magazine. And after 40 years of being the one-stop shop for everything horror-related, Fangoria is back and better than ever. Every issue of Fangoria explores every nook and cranny of genre filmmaking past, present, and future with all the most exciting journalists, filmmakers, and horror know-it-alls to guide the way. This high-quality writing will only ever appear within the physical pages of the magazine. So if you want to join in on the fun, you'll need to subscribe and you get a nice... Fancy subscriber exclusive bonus cover, which sells for tons of money on eBay, it's an investment, I tell you. In order to subscribe, all you have to do is head on over to fangoria.com and sign up. And since KingCast listeners are in the family, you can enter in the promo code KingCast at checkout to save a whopping 25% off your entire order.
0: Now, with all of that said, on with the show.
2: My name is Stephen King. The ice is gonna break! Bad, worm. Bad worm. Ah! You
0: guys to go see a
1: dead
0: body. Well, sometimes that is better. Hello and welcome back to the King Cast on the Fangoria Podcast Network. My name's Scott Wampler. And I'm Eric Vespey and we are your hosts. Folks, uh, this is a very exciting show. This particular episode has been in the works for uh, well over a year now. (laughs) It's taken us that long to really just buckle down and do it, uh, gritting our teeth, and uh, making this sacrifice for you, the gentle and beautiful listeners at home. Uh, You know today's guest from his previous appearances on the show, notably the one and only episode we have ever recorded, concerning Toby Hooper's The Mangler. You may also know him from his work with Derek Comedy in such films as Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Balls Out, and my personal favorite, Mystery Team, as well as from shows like Comedy Bang Bang Weeds and Two Broke Girls. Today, he's here to talk to us about, what else, Canada's 2002 horror classic, The Mangler Two. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the KingCast stage, Mr. D.C. Pearson. D.C., how are you doing today?
2: Hi, everybody. Well, Happy we to are be mangling but, with you once again. Yeah,
0: little little Manglin' never hurt no one. Delighted to have you back. Not so delighted about this title. This has uh, <laughs> been possibly the most cursed experience <laughs> I've ever had trying to get a fucking copy of a movie to watch <laughs> for this show. Um, I think we started talking about Mangler 2 like right after you did the last one. And then yeah. you and I, oh, yeah. I remember doing like searching, trying to find copies of it. Is that your memory?
2: That's my memory as well. I also, yeah, I i knew we were going to do it immediately, or at least I was going to do it. I was just going to like, if you guys didn't want to just go rogue and start my own, you know, Mangler Trilogy, uh,
1: Mangler limited Cast. series
2: Mangler Cast, <laughs> because... I love and treasure anything to do with the sort of like late 90s, early 2000s, sort of like, I would guess I would call them like softcore hacking uh, movie. You know what I mean? Like, not like <laughs> softcore, softcore porn, but just like they're like, they're, <laughs> they're like, they're like, ha- they're like, I've heard of hacking. Hacking's like a thing, and it's just like screens full of skulls. And um, you go to a website, oh, and a guy, like uh, a character, like some sort of like, character who's like covered in flames it's like welcome to the hacker hell or whatever it's just just my favorite i love it so much so when i saw that dark web yes (laughs) so when i saw that the sort of like that their way into a mangler sequel was it's gonna be like a late 90s early 2000s uh hacker movie i was like sign me up this sounds great and so yeah then i went and spent way too much money on ebay on the dvd (laughs) copy of it that clearly was sort of like was found in the wreckage of an (laughs) independent video store in like omaha that was probably mostly porn and i got it and then i was also like at the time my wife and i were um staying with her in-laws and we were like I, i think i had like just gotten a new computer recently that didn't have a dvd drive and i wasn't sure that we had brought our little like plug in <laughs> dvd drive thing and i cuz i was like also not going to like commandeer the family television to watch the mangler 2.0 and so i was like i got to figure out a way to watch this on my computer on my own time and so i bought a one of those you know, another, that spent way too much money on a DVD drive for my computer just to watch The Mangler 2 for this podcast. <laughs> and then once I got the thing home, my wife was like, where were you? I was like, oh, I was buying a DVD drive. And she was like, oh, I brought the one that we had when we like came here. You totally didn't need to do that. That's my particular contribution <laughs> to the story of how cursed it is to try to obtain any copy of The Mangler.
0: Uh, during those initial conversations, I believe I found a used copy on Amazon or something. I don't remember having to go to eBay, but it was like twenty five dollars. Yeah, and I remember being really mad about that, but not really seeing a way around it. Not if we were going legally, there was the option to set sale, but uh, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't ready to, to walk that plank yet. You know what I'm saying? So I don't so, get it, Scott. So I ordered the fucking twenty five dollar Mangler DVD, and as soon as it arrived, I I remember a DMDC. It's like I got it. I'm going to watch it. And I watched it. It's fucking horrible. And then, (laughs) and then for whatever reason, like we just didn't do the episode. It was like, right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, well, now, like now, would have been the time for me to talk about this. And this was this was like maybe a year ago. Like it was a long fucking time ago. So what I did was I took the DVD case uh, when I was done with it, and I set it in a very particular spot in my office. So that because my office is a fucking disaster. I mean, there's just all kinds of shit in here, right? And I wanted to put it in a place of prominence so that when the time came, I could very easily find it and rewatch the Mangler 2.0. I, I left it basically until the last minute because I was uh, very annoyed that I had to rewatch it. But then when I went looking for it, I went and grabbed the case and was like, all right, let's do this. Walked into the other room, popped open the case and it was fucking empty. And I was like, you've got to be shitting me. Like how, where could, And, and there's no, there'd be no finding it in this office. I may have thrown it away accidentally at some point. Who fucking knows? There's so much stuff in here anyway. So now I'm in a time crunch. I had like 24 hours to, to, to figure this out. So I went to a friend of mine who uh is good at acquiring things. And I said, uh, hey, uh, could you get me like a copy, like a digital file of the the Mangler 2.0? And he was like,
2: Jesus. I said, right.
0: He's like, um, that's like
2: that's like when your drug dealer is like, no, I can't
0: yeah. I can't sell
2: you any more drugs. It's too depressing. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's it's no more poppers for you, man. Not yeah. after what happened last time. Um <laughs> And so, so he ultimately found a copy of it and, you know, was downloading it or wherever, whatever he was doing yesterday. And I got it late last night and I was like, great, I'm going to wake up this morning. I'm going to watch the Mangler 2.0. Not happy about it, but I'm going to do it. And I started watching it this morning and about the 25 minute mark, it just went black screen for the (laughs) rest of the duration. (laughs) So... So, I have seen the Mangler 2.0 it was about a year ago, and I saw the first 25 minutes this morning. And otherwise, I'm going to have to rely on y'all and uh, this Wikipedia tab that I have helpfully opened for myself. I
2: have a- to say, I took... So, Scott and I were talking before the podcast. I was like, right, okay, we're doing... We were going to do the record last week. Then I had to push it to this week. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I should. You were like, I'm going to rewatch it. I was like, okay, I should rewatch it and so i will say i watched selected i watched selected portions of of the mangler 2 and (laughs) so we'll both minutes of it (laughs) yeah exactly we'll just be like uh you know it's like they say we're we're all blind men touching different parts of the same elephant Mm. we're gonna be all like that but for the mangler 2 piecing together our Mm. recollections of it it's going to be very rashomon but i will say the first time i watched (laughs) the mangler 2 which i remember i think it was less than a year ago because it was after i got my second vaccine shot and it was like the day afterwards so i was in the i was like i'm not going to do anything today i'm just going to like sit on the couch and watch the mangler 2 and through this like moderna haze and i uh (laughs) took shockingly detailed notes i will say that so we'll also have that to guide us i will be consulting and i'm looking back at them and some of them make i'm like oh yeah okay that i remember that and then other things i'm like i have no idea Mm. what this is even referring to so this should, I can this should probably be translate i could probably okay, translate because i watched the
1: full thing yesterday so I, I i i i will be the guide for all you guys on, on this crazy thing and i wish you guys have such amazing like origin stories here i just have a friend <laughs> who like has a plex that i have access to that has like every movie ever made uh my one you hiccup- did have it. Yeah, you had a hiccup, though. I did have a hiccup, and that was I went to go play The Mangler 2, which was in the library. It's crazy. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I don't even have to message my friend. And I clicked I clicked on it, and it started playing. I'm like, wow, the production value on this is much better than I would have thought. And then within, like, 30 seconds, it was clear that the file... <laughs> wasn't the Mangler <laughs> two? It was the Mangler, and uh it, it was like a Toby Hooper film. No, and uh, and so then I uh, I messaged the dude, and I'm just like, hey man, you know, I'll, I'll figure something out if you can't, you know, it, you know, find it or whatever. And like within like 30 minutes, it was like, oh no, it's up now. So. That was my. <laughs> that was, he was my. Also, adventure. like,
2: thank you for pointing that out. I really he was, appreciate you.
1: He, he actually did. He was just <laughs> oh, like, that's amazing. Hey. I love that. He, I mean, the, the his goal. I mean, I'm sure a third of this is pirated stuff, but I'm, you know, but like, this is a guy that legit was this obsessive uh, physical media collector and just burned his entire. Collection. I don't think he ever owned Mangler Two. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that one was found on. some well, of Yeah, because Scott and
2: so. I have the only copies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, and, and, correction. And,
2: I had one of that's the only right. remaining. Yeah, copies. everybody else is like rushing to invest in crypto and NFTs. <laughs> We're saying here's the re- something you can put your hand on physical assets like. DVD copies of The Mangler 2, which I have now removed the uh, video store decal off of that warned mm-hmm. me not to. So I think mine well, might he, be like, void where prohibited. That's elite. I'm pretty sure that's illegal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like taking the matrix tags off. Um, right. Yeah. No, I mean, what well, the dirty secret is, there is only one DVD copy of The Mangler 2, and it just so happens that whenever <laughs> it is needed, it just is summoned <laughs> to another spot. Like, you, DC, if you opened up your your uh, uh, DVD case, it wouldn't be in there because somebody wants to watch it. Right. Now, it's sitting now. on the
2: side of the road with a rucksack and it's thumb out waiting <laughs> yeah. to, it's the bill. Bigsby <laughs> of shitty <laughs> horror
1: sequels with a, with a it's little just, bindle. Yeah, down exactly. to town, <laughs> helping people.
0: <laughs> I'm going to sell my copy of it on eBay. I think, um, with a note attached to it that just says, Hey, you're, you're really buying the case here. If you want the movie, you're going to have to come to my house and find it in my in my office. Otherwise, this is just the case. You're $30. really
2: buying a friend, <laughs>
1: Scott. Okay. I was I was certain you were going to say that you that the screen went black when you were watching it, and then you uh, like opened up whatever DVD player that you have, uh, and it was just in there. Oh <laughs> no! That would have been buy, a good ending because then I would it, have yeah. seen it.
0: Yeah. No. Mm. No, worst possible ending to that story is mm. what happened. All right. Now that we've all uh, recounted what the the events that brought us to today, <laughs> let's pause for a moment and talk to DC about what what have you been up to? What, are you, what have you been doing since we last spoke?
2: Oh, man, I have been. Um, yeah, since we last spoke for Mangler 1.0. Um, <laughs> like I said, my wife and I were staying with her her uh, family because we we had this laughable idea, now laughable idea of writing out the pandemic as though that was something that mm. we could do. <laughs> um like it then, has an
0: end. That's yes, cute. Yes. That's cute exactly.
2: Um and then so we ultimately uh moved again, we had a baby, um a bunch of stuff has has happened. It's like a crazy, we've kind of just been riding this wave of like At first, I had this impulse when the pandemic started of like, no, we just have to hold on and grip tightly to the past and how things were, and then it'll just pass, and then we'll just get back to our lives as we knew them in March 2020. And then eventually, and maybe, you know, we just kind of embrace this notion of like, oh, it's changing everything. It might as well, like, change. If if our lives are going to change, like, let's do it and try to, like, just do things that we kind of always wanted to do, but we had in our mind like, well, I need to achieve X, Y, and Z things in my life before we can like do certain things, like like have a kid and stuff. And then ultimately we sure. were just like, let's just do stuff that we want to do. Because if the if if um I have to not make this sound like glib and like the pandemic was about me. I just saw like some awards-y type stuff where a bunch of people were like, well, the pandemic was actually the greatest gift we could have had because we had more rehearsal time for our uh, (laughs) (laughs) movie. I'm just like, fuck you. You know what (laughs) I mean? So I'm not trying to be like, the pandemic was actually very cool and is cool. It's like, no, it's horrible. It's awful. I'm not trying to be like, "We so we, whatever. But I do think one thing that we have kind of seen, for better or for worse, is that life is short and so we just kind of were like, let's just do things that we want to do now because we don't know how much time we'll have to to, to do them. So that has resulted in a lot of very great, uh, change in our personal lives, all of which frankly, to this point, uh, has been amazing. So, so, but yeah, but I mean, and then professionally just been like writing some freelancy stuff and, and, uh, did a, a vo- the voice of a podcaster in a commercial. Um, and yeah, <laughs> that's, that's oh, about know, it. I'm you you stole that, that job stuff.
1: from me. Yes. I know I'm what you mean that you're a better like-
2: qualified person. Yeah, well it was you don't understand. I was doing the voice of this podcaster where it's sort of like this um he's talking about like, you know, horror, this like famous horror writer and uh you know his different <laughs> works and the sort of film adaptations thereof. Um and I was talking to Elijah Wood. It was something you would never have been capable of of <laughs> i know i
0: know what you mean though about not wanting to be too complimentary of the pandemic no you know because because uh, well obviously because i don't need to explain why but also like i i do know what you mean because Mm -hmm. i found once i sort of settled into the idea of well this is just how it is now right um and was able to like sort of let go of that clinging to the past thing that you were talking about like about how like going out three nights a week and fucking being Mm. very socially active and all those things i found it to be very creatively uh energizing or at least i had the time now to do these to like have an idea and have the time to actually execute it when it's some big elaborate fucking nonsense Mm. thing that i would never spend
1: Not it's, not before it's a weird thing that i mean it, the, the scorched earthness of it and the complete <laughs> lifestyle change because that's when like bmd shuttered and and bmd for a long time was kind of a conflict with setting up the show like mm-hmm. that that was a, a thing where we're like we're either gonna have to do it within the that's the true. realm of the alamo draft house you know and, and maybe try to set up a podcast network with them if we're gonna do this or not and like i was just kind of doing mindless freelance stuff and you know i was planning on covering a film festival but other than that i was just kind of floating so you know i i do get the blessing in disguise thing but it's it's only a blessing because it was like we didn't have any other options everybody was just kind of <laughs> stuck at home yeah and this was the only thing that we could really really do to we i can launch a podcast or i can go
0: back to bartending in the middle of a pandemic. That, yeah, those when there jokes. are no bars.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: where no bars are open. And the ones that are open, you you're you're gonna need a tetanus shot, if nothing else, after right. you inside of
2: it. <laughs> I chose yeah, the middle man. path of um doing a podcast where I'm a bartender, but it's just like a one-sided conversation. I just have to make it very general. <laughs> <You've
1: laughs> it's written... just the sound of of, of <laughs> ice shaking and a... mm-hmm.
2: yeah, exactly. You've written a, a couple well. of
1: books.
0: I'm surprised that. That maybe you didn't fill the time writing a new one, or was the mood just not there?
2: Um, w- no, we're, we're we're both surprised by that. No, but I did. Um, I did. It honestly has. I will say, like, um, I have I've written a couple of like larger, longer things during this time, or f- finished them. Neither of one, unfortunately, I guess, it is a, a draft of a book. Although I am working on something right now. But I will say, it has been kind of a nice time to get back in touch with, like, oh yeah, like. I love reading. I love, I love that. I love this, this, this world of sort of like you write something and then somebody reads it. And then that's this like connection that the two of you are sharing and, and something is like appearing in your head and it's just really neat. And I will say something that is related directly to this podcast is um, I, you know, I had done a couple episodes of it and I think maybe got, was it skeleton crew? One of the books to read the original, mangler and then when I when my daughter was born I was like I can't I'm I'm like so brain dead I can't really read anything right now except for like Stephen King short stories so I just like Mm -hmm. started reading incessantly like all the Stephen King short story collections all of his like novella collections you know basically none of the longer stuff but just sort of like all of his, or not all of his, I haven't read all of it, but like a bunch of his short fiction and just found it like super consumable. And especially like a lot of early pulpy stuff and like sci-fi stories, like the jaunt and, you know, stuff like that. And found it very inspiring and started kind of getting back into short fiction again, which is sort of, you know, where like a lot of, you know, fiction writers, that's like where you where you start even if you don't stay there uh, necessarily and then i ended up like submitting a sh- short story that i had written to this like literary magazine and then it's literally coming out in like a week week and a half i think um for i don't know when this actual this episode will come out it probably will be out already but um but so that was like directly, and I kind of have like gotten more back into that stuff and have started writing more short fiction and just kind of like really valuing that again and being like, oh yeah, this, this stuff rules, even though if it's a little bit of a kind of a um, weird in-between thing right now where most short fiction I feel like is like too long for people to read in the way that they would just consume a tweet or a TikTok or something like that, but to, but not long enough to be like a novel that people will kind of go like, oh, totally. okay, I'm going to whatever, but going like, well, I still like it and I, I still think it's valuable. <laughs> so, right. and that's all, it was all directly attributable to, to doing this show and just having that book around.
0: Well, you heard it here, folks. Uh, heard it here first, folks. Uh, DC Pearson says, the, first of all, the pandemic was good, actually. <laughs> And and that uh, Stephen King has inspired him to get back into short writing. Um, yet another Kingcast exclusive. Excellent. Of the collections that you read, did did you prefer one over the others?
2: Oh man, that's a really good. Um, hmm. Because each one say, has highlights. It's a of matter blood. of kind. Of, say it's books sort of, of blood. I don't, think I, got, I don't think I've gotten to Books of Bloody. Is that one of the novella ones?
0: No, that's Clive <laughs> that's Barker. Clive
2: Barker. Oh, gotcha.
1: <laughs> Eric's being a little stinker. I know. I'm being a little sassy.
2: <laughs> I would say, I mean, Skeleton Crew, like, you know, what sounds like a lame answer, but like one of the early ones, um, probably Skelton just Skeleton Night Shift. Yeah, Skeleton yeah. Crew or Night Shift, just because it's so like- just that early thing where you can tell he's still figuring it out or he'll be like, Oh yeah, this is something I wrote when I was like 17 and you're like, Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) And it's just neat to see somebody sort of, you know, or, or where he'll do things that I think he's really getting back into now, although I haven't read a lot of it, but like just crime fiction stuff where Mm. it's like, this is just like when you could sell a story about like, uh, there's a mercenary walking around the edge of a building or something for five <laughs> pages to like Playboy, you know, and probably make like his month's rent. Um, and they're great; they're so good, and I I, I love stuff like that. So it was neat. one of the more like earlier eclectic ones, I think. Was yeah, I, I really enjoyed. And honestly, whichever one truly has the jaunt in it, I just thought that was such a cool i just thought that was super super that's that's one of the best it's It's so dark if people haven't read it i'm sure it's online you can go find it or just this book is literally everywhere just reach into any little free library in your neighborhood oh also i did have at one point there was a little free library in my um uh in-laws neighborhood like down the block from them and i went one day and i was like well i'm done with uh skeleton crew. It's time to read like different seasons or whatever the next one was. And I put skeleton crew in and I, and like literally a copy of different seasons was right there in the huh. Little free library. And it was like magic. It was so cool. It is but cool. So, reading is magic. You guys get out it there. Is. And- it really is. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> I'm, I've am i always been particular to uh, needful things. I think that's, um, I, I think it's like Skeleton crew for me, then Needful Things or not Needful Things. uh, Nightmares and Dreamscapes.
1: The skeleton Mm -hmm. crew,
0: Nightmares and Dreamscapes, then uh, Night Shift. I think that's the order. And then the other ones are kind of hit and miss for me. Those early ones, though, are like just chock full of fucking bangers. Oh, and, totally. and I think some of the more recent stuff, the, the, the ratio was a little, a little, yeah. uh, a little messier. The,
1: every, everything eventual, uh, everything is eventual, right? Mm-hmm. After, yeah. And like just after sunset and full apologies no for stars. the, uh, yeah, full dark, no stars. Apologies for the, uh, lawnmower man sounds. Uh, my neighbor just decided to mow their lawn right outside my window right now as we're recording. So I'm trying to be as on mute as possible when I'm not speaking. But if you hear any sounds, it's because Job is out there doing his job while we're... Uh, oh, speaking preparing. of
0: Job and the lawnmower man, Mangler 2.0. Just to catch everyone up from uh, the first Mangler. The first Mangler is about, as you well know, a...
2: And now we're reading from first Mangler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mangler uh, book one. is A I haunted uh, laundry press that uh, mangles people. Mm-hmm. And uh, the adaptation was directed by Toby Hubert. We talked about it on the show once before, but it's very, um, you know, setting aside some of the stranger aspects of that film, like uh, Robert England's robo leg uh, and his (laughs) Colonel Sanders outfit or, you know, uh, the jacket, jacket, Ted Levine's jacket. Yes. Um, It's pretty straightforward. You know, this is a, a, um, what would you call it? Like it's like
1: a giant, a giant, cast iron industrial nightmare that'll fold you in half if you get sucked into it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that wasn't what I was thinking, but that is true. Um, I'm thinking like, you know, (laughs) God damn it. There's a fucking word for it. It's not like the opposite of digital. What's the opposite of digital? Analog. 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 It's a more analog story, right? With this laundry press. Whereas Mangler 2.0 hate to tell you, kind of kicks things up a notch. The Canadians ran buck wild. With this story, and uh, have have drastically altered the mythology to a degree wherein they do not even really comment on the events of the first film. This thing is like completely disconnected from the original Mangler, and also uh, thanks to its cybernetic origins, I think it does have a little bit of a uh, a, a lawnmower man. It's it's essentially
1: it. a lawnmower man remake. It, mm-hmm. it, at the beginning, instead of a VR chimp that's trying to escape, it's it's this weird ninja sequence where this teenage girl is trying to hack into her her security dad <clears throat> <laughs> computer system in this giant like a concrete warehouse. Apparently, uh, like it looked like a bunker. Right. But yeah. there was it looked like an
0: unfinished concrete bunker with like, li- like, you know, high tech doors and shit. It is,
1: it is crazy. Cause it's, it tells you right up front that they had no money to make this movie. <laughs> right. Because it is one person in a ski mask in this completely empty place that you know that they just got like a friend deal on or something to shoot at night when <laughs> nobody was there, they couldn't afford extras or no guards. There was nothing like that until, <laughs> until the cops show up for, for some reason, um, right, right towards the, uh, the end of the scene. You're exactly right. Scott in that it is right up front. It feels way more like a, uh, a sequel to lawnmower man than it does the mangler. Now, given the, uh
0: calamitous experiences that DC and I had uh, in trying to watch this um and that you actually you know completed a successful watch within the last 24 hours eric would you like to take the duties on laying out the plot for the mangler 2.0 what happens in this movie
1: oh oh thank you so much scott i really appreciate this opportunity (laughs) what an honor you don't you don't want
0: to go by dc's covid notes no or my unreliable um, brain in the 25 minutes i got this morning so my
2: notes by the way so far for that first opening scene Uh that is like as i'm remembering is like a mission impossible or james bond uh (laughs) opening but like meets like Dogma ninety five or something. Like there's just <laughs> no one and nothing, and it's just on. It's nowhere. <laughs> what, um, wait, what are the notes?
0: What do the notes read? The notes like,
2: read um nothing makes fake typing look faker than big gloves. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> <That's true. laughs> there is um, a whole bunch of that in this movie. With or without gloves, there's that that hacking that that trope that you were talking about from the late uh, 90s, early aughts, where you hack, so all you do is like smash keys that you obviously aren't actually spelling words or or phrases or anything.
2: Yeah. I love just that thing of like, I've, I've tried a million times to, to make something that includes the trope of like somebody just hitting the keyboard a lot and going like, I'm in, you know, it's the the best. (laughs) It's a Unix system. (laughs) I know this. Uh,
1: no, what's amazing about that though is, is that's that period of time where the actors who are old enough to be playing like college students or whatever, doing this, they didn't grow up with, computers so like they'll like uniformly press down with all their fingers instead of like typing you know what i mean you know that that fucking thing that yeah, i'm talking about where you, you just like children's mavis speaking it's, a, it's <laughs> incredible um okay so the plot of this movie is that there is a what i thought was a high school but i guess it's a college collegiate so, something college i don't know it's some like, like a boarding school
0: a boarding
1: school with <laughs> The boarding school that is run by Lance Henriksen that uh, is testing out a military-style security system because the guy who runs that system, his daughter goes to that school, and that is the daughter that we see in the ninja outfit trying to hack into her her dad's singular computer there's like this whole complex and there's one room with one computer (laughs) in it and she's trying to hack something out of that and steal a steal some software and Mm -hmm. daddy catches her and says you know bad bad for you don't do that uh and then she goes back
0: to school (laughs) daddy catches her and says bad for you (laughs) Yes.
1: Not. <laughs> yeah. Th- this is my. This is uh, This is me. Like how uh, I got a one foot in the Foolaborg territory. Yeah. But you're gonna think I'm being ridiculous in some of this plot description. But it's you know that's not Fula having fun. This is just how bonkers this movie
2: is in um, fact daddy says as according to my notes take her back to the house and then she says you can't make me go back to that school which feels yes. like a weird <laughs> like a like bad improv like they're just not agreeing <laughs> about the reality of what's going on
0: she's trying to lead him down the path of like no it's a school
1: it's
2: a school <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you yes, know what exactly. this. i also like <laughs> i also like everywhere.
0: in that scene where like once she gets busted uh-huh Like, the security guard gets out of the truck, approaches her, and is, like, listening in his earpiece, and he's like, yes, sir, like, we got her, or something like that. Uh And then the car door opens up, and you're like, oh, shit, Lance, uh, like, I'm thinking Lance Henriksen's gonna step out, because he's the (laughs) only star in this movie, and he would be the only person possible to justify this sort of, like, dramatic you know, stepping out of the car and then moving his face into the camera. You know what I mean? Moment. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just some guy. You've never seen him before. It's just like some, a dramatic like, reveal
1: and you have no idea who that guy is. A random like 50 plus year old Canadian day player. <laughs> he just steps yes. out. Yes. And OK, so <laughs> the, the funny thing is, is that there's always that moment in the late 90s, early aughts where they establish the kids at the school and they're always archetypes and the girl that got busted is steps out of her car, and she's she's the goth girl, and she has a who I found out was a bodyguard, also kind of a flirty boyfriend, also definitely yeah, like forty, like old, old enough to be your dad. Yeah, it is the most ridiculous. Like this is the person she she relates to, um, that like gives her the walk around around the school. So we introduce her. We introduce a stoner uh, who is hot boxing a car. And and we sorry, introduced- real
2: quick she's yes. when we first meet her or not first meet her because we met her when she was breaking into the facility um which you gotta break into a facility i that's on my bucket list oh, um yeah. she's pretending to be the chauffeur and he's the like Correct. guy in the car co- like it's a weird it's so choicey <laughs> like I, I have no choice but to respect it but it's so <laughs> odd
1: yeah, it's like yeah, he's supposed to be her driver, but he's in the back seat and she's wearing the chauffeur's cap. But there's nothing establishing anything. They just step out of the car that way, and you're just supposed to go, "Okay, I get it." Right. You know? <laughs> and largely because
2: um, of his physique and just overall everything, it feels his pretty big porny.
1: Black shirt. Yeah, it feels what? Sorry, DC.
2: Pretty. It feels pretty porny. Am I wrong? Like he's very oh, just sort of, like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah, it's got that. Oh,
0: it it's got that Brazzers touch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going in a warehouse. <laughs> you know. Uh
1: so we meet the lovable cast of uh uh of characters and they are also happen to be the, the prefects of their little houses or whatnot. Uh and they're all troublemakers. There's like the slutty one, there's the 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 stoner, there's like the preppy black guy and the Carlton of the group. The and, ladies uh, man. The, the ladies man who is introduced being hot boxed by the stoner, uh, by the way. So he doesn't even get his own introduction. He's just riding in the backseat, getting, you know, secondhand, uh, high off of the stoner. I guess. So much
0: smoke billowing out of this fucking car. It's unbelievable. It's like it, a cartoonish amount of smoke, just billowing from the
1: car. Right. It's, it's a, it's a, a scary movie. Wayne's brothers kind of gag almost. It's, right. it's that over the top. And, uh, uh, and so, uh, Lance Henriksen is running the school. He announces that, there's this new security system in place donated by the goth girl's father uh, that is being test run at this school and, you know, also will eventually be in all the military bases. And the only thing that the security system is, as far as I can tell, is a bunch of cameras, uh, a quote unquote <laughs> AI, which is in a, a like a, just a blank room with one desk with one computer on it and uh, <laughs> and uh, little scanners that read cards at doors. That is mm-hmm. it's the cutting edge security system that's in place.
2: Wait, did you mention the electric fence
1: there? Oh, that is true. There is an electric fence. One Everybody says, Hey, was- <laughs> guess what? Don't touch that electric fence. Cause it'll, it'll
2: like kill you because it's electric fence. Yeah. Just seems like he crazy overkill. And the idea that you're going to just put that in the middle of a high school where it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> f- people will definitely respect that. Nobody will try to make like sub, sub, sub jackass videos by like tying their dick to that. Touching their t- the tip of their yeah. tongue to it and shit. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah. And he tells it, like, he calls an assembly and he's like, hey, we're installing this. And, and he's like showing off the electric fence and is like, this thing will kill a 300 pound gorilla. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like maybe a little excessive. Don't know why the military industrial complex is testing their new fucking, you know, uh, enclo- it, in, enclosures on a boarding school of all things, but you know, okay, we'll go with it. And then yeah, when we see it is, later
1: on, it's not like a Jurassic Park, you know, high tech, no. crazy <laughs> electric know. fence. It's just a sliding. It's a sign
0: mostly. It's <laughs> a, a sign. G-
1: yep, that says like "Stay away from the school" or something. It's like, it has <laughs> something very specific where I'm like, I noted they made this for the movie because it mentions the school. And there is no like generic. <laughs> this is an electric fight fence uh, uh, for this particular school sign out there mm-hmm. uh, also
2: any yes. any recreation that we've done of this scene is applying about like 50 times more uh energy to it than Lance <laughs> <laughs> to this That's- he is truly it's basically <laughs> product placement for NyQuil he is so checked out he deeply yeah. has the energy of like I'm thinking about what I'm going to buy with what I'm going to make from this movie. You know what I mean? Like he's just, it, it kind of calls for the energy of like the Colonel or whatever in like avatar. And what he's actually giving is <laughs> truly mumblecore. Like it's very right. nothing.
0: He should be like, or like the dad from toys. You ever see toys mm. and there's like the fucking general that runs the toy factory. Oh, and Robin yes. Williams is just like fucking weird son, you know, like, yeah, like that energy, like very militant. Yes, which actually would have gone a ways toward explaining the the military angle on right. all this. Now that I'm thinking about it,
1: yeah, this is like a military boarding school versus just some <laughs> random fucking bougie place. Yeah, um, yeah Henry-
0: and Henriksen could play that,
1: but oh, it's absolutely private-
0: he could. But he showed up on set and they were like, "Okay, so we're going to get you fitted for your military outfit," and he's like, "No, you're not. I'm <laughs> uh, I'm wearing what I wore today," and yeah. they're like, "Well." Well, this is how we envisioned the character. And he's like, fuck you, we're rolling. Don't go near the fence. Cut. I'm going to my trailer.
1: That's it. I only have two more days to shoot on this thing. Oh, 100%. He
2: shot two full days on this. Yeah, exactly. It was like one day of this scene and then like there's a scene where he shows um, a writer for hightechdigest.com the uh, just strictly for <laughs> for exposition purposes the you know the like control room which mm-hmm. again looks like a community theater production of the mission the first mission impossible like the room where <laughs> tom cruise like you know goes down to yes. the yes. knocklift off for the sure. knock list off the computer and then there's the day, which we'll get to at the end, where Lance has gone undergone a few changes. and that's th- those are the two days Lance Heinrichson filmed on this movie.
1: Yeah, that that end, like there's like two minutes at the end where they fully embrace the the full moon entertainment schlockiness of it. That uh, that I was like, okay, if the whole movie was this, I would have totally rolled with it because Lance Henriksen's kind of having fun. He quotes the Spice Girls for some fucking reason. It's like he is on a whole nother level. Um, But we'll get to that in a second. Wait, what is the Spice Girls quote? He says, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. (laughs) (laughs) And he says that while he's got like tubes tubes and stuff coming out of his face. They had had just gotten into the wall via wires. Yeah, they
2: had just gotten the Spice Girls in Canada. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, five uh, five years after the fact <laughs> kids are gonna uh, love this like, this is what people me? people now won't understand that like can't before drake before canada became like the cutting edge of of, <laughs> of culture canada was like you know there was just you would see canadian stuff and there would just be something a kind of weirdly good-natured about it and be just like a little bit My friends Dana, Maggie, and I always refer to it as like this was shot on Canadian VHS, CVHS, where it's just sort of like, is this the same kind of film stock that we have in America? (laughs) I don't know that it is. You know what I mean? It feels very like government issued, and again, Mm -hmm. like a weird, good-natured sweetness to it. Like you just like Mm -hmm. it, even though it feels like something's off about this. Mm -hmm.
0: I know exactly what you're talking about, and it's sort of got the general tone, and aesthetic, or feeling of a Manila folder. (laughs)
2: <laughs> like yeah, it has 100%. all
0: it has all 100%. the excitement 100%. of an, a yes. manila folder um but it's still technically doing the things that a movie does right you know that's well, and that's, that's that, sort of the that bland that inherent blandness which is not to say that all canadian filmmaking is bad it's just i find that all a suspicious amount of it has that feel
1: and that's always been on. that way. Look, look at like the early Cronenberg movies. Like they, they're like shivers is great, but like, it has this weird, like industrial film look to it, you know, where it's just, uh, there is something you're right. Kind of flat about it now, you know, black Christmas, it doesn't have that n- problem. You know, there are, uh, movies and, and stuff out of Canada that, that in, even in that time period have, have uh, elevated beyond that, but you're well, right. Also there like- is, yeah.
2: Canada, I mean, we just have to say, you know, Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, like Canada has amazing culture come out of it as well. But there also is, there's a certain healthcare. (laughs) Exactly. Again, (laughs) government subsidized. I think part of the reason that some of the stuff looks the way it does is like, because the government will actually like put forth money and resources to making Canadian art in Canada, which our government would never dream of doing. So all of this is coming from a place of affection and envy for Canada, at least on, (laughs) at least on my part. But there is some sort of, there's something about some Canadian stuff sometimes, especially I feel like from the eighties and nineties where you're just like, is this Canadian? And then you look it up, and you're like, eh, it's Canadian. Yeah, of course it's Canadian.
0: Yeah. You can all you always know a Canadian production. You always know.
1: <laughs> so the next big drama point here <laughs> is somebody <laughs> apparently hacked into the school's website and made a not so flattering picture of Lance Hendrickson, put it on that front page, and he calls everybody in and he knows it's one of the the troublemakers that we were introduced to. And everybody believes it's the goth girl because she's, you know, a ninja that steals uh, files and stuff. She knows hacking. So it's obviously going to be her, right? Uh, And no, she says it's not her. And everybody gets to go home except for them. And they have to sit around and talk. And uh, she is so pissed off. She's so pissed off that everybody thinks it's her that hacked into the school's website and made Lance Hendrickson look silly. Uh, And so she decides to go onto the dark web's, uh, before the dark web existed. So I don't know, LimeWire, I don't know what was going on at that point. Where
0: Prodigy. You
1: could, you could find, you could find a, uh, a vicious virus that she's going to unleash upon the school system to show everybody. And uh, she finds uh, a, a website that has a CGI head, um, oh, that the best in, <laughs> in, dancing skulls and crossbones, yes. by the in, way, in
2: true sort of like you would see this level of graphics in a late night commercial for a like trade pr- like school program that would like teach you, you know, <laughs> graphics, you know, what what I mean? Halloween <laughs> decorations. <laughs> yep, So wonderful. It just, it, I just love it.
1: Yep. So she says, you know, screw all the people uh, who don't believe me and screw this school and screw screw my daddy. And I'm going to make this uh, I'm going to download this Mangler uh, 2.0 virus uh, and put it into the school system. And the virus is like, hey, just FYI, if you do this, I'm going to like not only be a virus, but I'm also going to you know probably hurt some people. And she goes, yeah, fuck them. And, uh, um, you know, not a, for, nobody believes not me. That,
2: but according to my notes, she gets at the website where she meets the, cause I feel like also too, one thing that's so great about this aesthetic is mm-hmm. it's coming from people being like, I've heard that computers are cool, but I'm <laughs> a 55 year old screenwriter in 1998. So <laughs> how do I like, I'm, I'm supposed to show, not tell. And I don't just want to have words right. on a screen. Uh, right. So she logs onto a website called hacker gal chat. Mm-hmm. Um, where she meets this character. And then once she downloads it, after, you know, just completely blowing through the, like, you know, abandon all hope, all ye who enter here, warning about what mm-hmm. the mangler virus will do, she says, which I really want this to be a gif. Um, I, if I knew how to do that sort of thing, I would do it. Um, she says, once again, the internet is my friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. So, oh, it sure yeah. is folks and also it's worth noting that the virus that she downloads is like the file name is like mangler virus.exe or something you know something totally like hey this is uh you know spamware catch this because this is not <laughs> you know norton norton's gonna flag this one i think um one thing i, I want to kind
0: of um backtrack to is do i don't remember why the student these specific students have been chosen to be left behind.
2: It's well, the reason you don't remember is because this is part of the, one of the select scenes that I rewatched and it didn't make anything <laughs> clearer. In fact, it made, it made me less clear on what happens in the movie than my foggy eight month old memory of it, <laughs> which is that, they are all prefects like they're yes. all the people who are like in charge of you know the the dorms or 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 whatever my mm-hmm. knowledge of what prefects are is largely gleaned from from harry potter so maybe that's yes. not accurate <laughs> but they're 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 but there's some implication that they're also maybe responsible but also they're maybe just responsible in terms of like you're not keeping a tight enough leash on this school but also i think they just got back so like how would they yes. even how would they even know And so it's a weird thing where it's sort of like he's now deputizing them to figure it out and figure out who it was. So he doesn't necessarily think that it's definitely them. But then the, the um, goth character kind of takes it to mean that she does, he does think that or, or he makes it clear to her in like a separate speech. It's super weird and yeah. unclear. And, but the consequence of it is not that they miss out on just going home and that they're sending the rest of the students home. The rest of the students are going on what Lance Henriksen refers to as a geographic trip. Like, like I almost felt like they wrote like geography field trip or something. And he was just like, yeah, geographic trip, whatever. We got it. That's lunch. Um, but every, they're super bummed to miss out on this trip where they're going to go learn about, I don't know what hills are versus and like, what an archipelago is. Um, but,
0: okay. But every, my memory of it was that they were being punished somehow by, by staying there.
2: They are. They, they they are, but it's again it's not clear exactly why it's their fault. Like I think there's some implication okay. of like maybe you did do it, but you need to figure out who did do it and tell me by the end of the the weekend or, or <laughs> whatever. It's so right. unclear and weird. But it's the best this part of convoluted it is, this whole thing. You know what I mean? It's like it's horror movies. It's sort of like, okay, so the trope is it's usually a couple of people in a in like a, a barren, unpopulated location, and that's part of what's right. scary about it, and that's also Part of what makes it cheap because you don't need extras yeah. and you don't need all these things. But what I love about this movie is it's like the barest it's <laughs> the most naked justification for like not paying extras that I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so great. Where they're just yeah, like there's that, you're gonna see there's that assembly scene. scene. Yes. Yeah. You're gonna see one scene with students and then we're sending everybody we're literally being like all these students are gonna be out of here. Get out of here. We don't want to pay you anymore. And uh then the school is just empty for yeah, we'll, the rest of it.
1: I'm willing to bet that all the extras that they brought in for that assembly scene are also all the extras that are there when all the characters make their drive on appearances, you know, yes. to establish who they are. And they probably shot that all in one day.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and That's one thing that I loved about it is it felt like, oh, the, these kids are literally just going about their school day and they're just like filming them from across the street for the like uh, <laughs> opening scene. Like, And they clearly were just like, look these the the audience isn't going to get a single other kid at this school for the rest of the time so we just need to pack this thing full of like kids it's a school because that that credit sequence i know this is we're going back here a little bit but it goes on forever it's just so long and you're not seeing anything really like we're meeting (laughs) our characters but mostly we're just seeing b-roll of just like yep that's an actual kid failing to complete a skateboard trick sure enough (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, totally. it's funny because
0: we touched upon this thing earlier about uh uh the porniness of the mm-hmm. uh, the the chauffeur incident. Yes at, at the beginning of the movie. But also this 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 kind of storytelling where it's like you know, well somebody somebody did a virus and <laughs> you are now being punished, and so you will be here for a week to deal with it. Like the that that like very loose justification in order mm-hmm. to motivate the plot is extremely pornish.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like in
0: like in porn it'll be like like a lady goes to the bank and they have her sign a check. And then she's like, "Oh, I don't have a pen." And the guy behind the counter is like, hey, <laughs> "Well, I guess we're just going to have to work something out." And then they fuck and it's like that doesn't solve anything. Like you could just <laughs> give her the pen. None of this makes sense. This is the same sort of logic that we're seeing being applied to this this carefully Uh, crafted uh, screenplay, which, uh, by the way, uh, written by the director, Michael Hamilton Wright.
1: Uh, Well, and to your point, Scott, like halfway through the movie, as the prefects are sitting around and like having their conversations, they decide to do it by the school's like indoor pool, which then gives (laughs) them the entire justification to have the ripped stoner guy always have his shirt open and the slutty uh, hot popular girl character you know, in a bikini for the entire rest of the movie. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and so there, yes. there, there is a little, there, there's a little soft core edge to this. To oh this yeah, movie. I mean, this
2: movie is so incredibly like, I feel like even at the time people would have watched it and been like, this is a little too into like just lingering on a shot of this teenage girl's. Boobs for no, re- like for no, per- to no purpose whatsoever. I think, with even within the world of sort of like schlocky slasher horror movies of this time, is just a little bit like, oh, Jesus, that's so creepy, you know, like and not creepy in a horror way.
0: Right. And That is not
2: Canadian. <laughs> and that is, that <laughs> goes against everything that Canada stands for. God damn it. William
1: Shatner <laughs> shakes his head in disapproval. Um, <laughs> there's also to add on to that porniness, is they introduce like these random characters who if this was a porn would be fucking somebody and you know like in the next scene and it is the and i'm thinking specifically of the the italian chef the school chef that that comes in oh my god the fucking chef i forgot about the chef and he looks
2: pedantic but the chef is not italian he is very specifically and (laughs) and and as even underscored by art direction quebecois and he yes. has a big <laughs> Quebec flag in his, in true. his, in his <laughs> next but to he, his computer because you know when chefs have computers. Yes, and he's always going. Oh, and, huh, and, huh. Then a, and then like, a tiny. He's he's, he's 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 like virulently pro que- Quebec, and he has a little like no Canada like Canada flag crossed out. Like he's pro Quebecois uh, independence. So this huh. movie's very political, you guys. <laughs> it is. It is <laughs> because but, he,
1: I mean may, may, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention but there was like a, a moment where somebody calls him French and he's just like, and he adamantly says, I'm not French. I'm Italian. And then they start calling him <laughs> chef Boyardee after that.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, that's tremendous. I love that even more. He's again. lying. My, Eric. My oh, he did, he lying.
1: He's playing 3d chess y'all because
2: <laughs> well, also he, I mean, I could totally, his it's he really felt like and maybe i'm wrong and i should have i looked him up on imdb i probably even did now i've just forgotten but doesn't it have the feeling of like they're like this is a very funny comedian that we were able to get for this part <laughs> like i feel like they really indulge and savor that character you, you, and like love his performance in a way the, you know the, what,
0: uh the canadian equivalent of dane cook in yes. that movie about waiters yes. whatever <laughs> oh waiting
1: well you, you know what it reminded me of is there was like this this thing if you go to a lot of film festivals you'll see this where people are making you know their their first movie with all their friends and everybody right. in that friend group has like like oh man this guy is so fucking funny he's so hilarious he's he could be a comedian he could be that guy and then they like give him a moment to riff in their movie and it's always awkward and you can see maybe how if it's in person and he's your buddy and you're just hanging out and like you're he makes a quip it would be kind of funny in the moment but like obviously the joke is like too long and meandering and whatever that's the energy that this guy gives where they they just let him roll and just say say funny stuff and you're pissed off at, at teenagers and go and then he'll go on like this minute and a half long, like <laughs> diarrhea of the mouth, like it, first thing that pops into your mind, you know, kind of diatribe. And, and it is so awkward and bizarre. And, uh, and I'm a hundred percent sure that it was just somebody that the producers knew that was like a friend of theirs that like is kind of the jokester in that, that group of friends. And they're like, mm-hmm. this guy will work as our com- comedy relief. Also, and why I also, is the oh, chef okay, even ahead, there?
0: Like if they're gone for two weeks, what is he prepping?
1: Well, I mean, we see him chop-
2: eating the prefects.
1: We see him chop meat. Uh, and by chopping meat, he just cuts the ends off of kind of this undisclosed red meat of some sort. And then he goes to put it in the freezer. Uh, and I don't know how, what kind of preparation that is, because uh, he's not like trimming a carcass or anything. He's not butchering a cow. Having
0: having worked in the service industry for a very long time and uh, in a kitchen or two, I can tell mm-hmm. you that is a very important part of the process: <laughs> it, cutting the just, ends off. The mystery. I think he's going
2: to make he's going to make burnt ends, and he's going to yeah. go take those ends and he's going to burn. <laughs>
1: Yes, it's once again time to dish out some mid-roll ads, and today we have two sponsors to talk to you about. First up is a podcast that would totally jump into Mr. Zombies' Dragula and dig through some ditches. That's right, we're talking about The Frankencast. As you might be able to tell from the title, The Frankencast is a podcast about pop culture's favorite movie, Monster. Every episode digs into one Frankenstein adaptation, the good, the bad, and the truly weird. The hosts are two monster obsessives who recap each film by stitching together humorous chats about nonsensical science gear and flappy bats with emotionally resonant personal discussions and critical social theory. The Frankencast is for horror diehards as well as anyone who enjoys those freewheeling late night conversations that start with surface level movie talk and quickly spiral into religion and philosophy. (laughs) I love those. Those happen to me all the time. Indeed. New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And I'm here to tell you about our good friends over at BetterHelp.com. That's Help, H-E-L-P, not Health. Uh, Mm. Who've got a pretty damn good solution for anyone interested in getting into therapy, but who is also perhaps unwilling to spend any amount of time waiting around a doctor's office. Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? What interferes with your happiness? You can head on over to BetterHelp.com backslash the KingCast Where the folks at BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist in a safe and private online environment. Very convenient and you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours. This isn't a crisis line, it's not self-help, this is professional counseling done securely online right in the comfort of your home. You can message your counselor anytime, schedule weekly video or phone sessions and they'll work with you on getting paired the counselor that'll be attuned to your needs. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Licensed professional counselors are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationship issues, sleeping issues, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQ matters, grief, self-esteem, you name it. I want you to start... Well, Eric wants you to. We both want you to start living a happier life today. So as a listener, you'll get 10% 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com/backslash KingCast. Join over 1 million people who have taken care of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H L P.com/slash KingCast.
1: Now let's get back to some mangling, shall we? Indeed. So eventually, this mangler virus, once it 's uh, unleashed uh starts infiltrating the military style AI of the school. Which is only really represented in seeing a whole bunch of point of view uh, of the Mangler virus from all the different school uh, security cameras, and you know you're in the camera point of view because it has a green matrix filter on it. Whenever yes, yes, uh, whenever you're in that, and uh, and then every once in a while it will send (laughs) uh, wires down hallways uh, (laughs) that will sometimes grab stuff like axes and swing them like they're a, a human being. Swinging an axe, and sometimes it'll uh, dig into Lance Henriksen's flesh.
2: Yeah, it's very and, and turn like him into a cyborg. Yeah. That movie, it's it is truly sort of a like cruise ship or like local like Tony and Tina's wedding production level version of that movie Virus with Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh-huh. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> is that called Virus, where it's sort of like yeah. it's sort of like evil short circuit? You know what I mean? Where it's like yeah. technology is kind of coming to life. This like akira way where it's like end of akira where it's sort of like merging with flesh and it's becoming its own Mm -hmm. thing but then like what if it was they just had a guy from circuit city like just dropping in very slowly like putting in a like LAN cord from, like, from three, <laughs> sort of lowering it so Yes. And that's not an exaggeration because I just rewatched yeah. the part where she first like initiate Mangler virus and uh-huh. it's like a tragic moment because she's decided to do it. But then like mm-hmm. the hot guy has just come and been like, hey, I actually know that wasn't you who, who made there be a picture of Lance Heinrichson in a Joker face getting like kissed by a dog,
1: which is what it
2: was. Yeah. And then, uh, but it's, it's too late. She's already unleashed the virus and then we see like the the, the the camera like tilts up and then we just see like this shadow of like it kind of doesn't even really look like a cord like it just sort of <laughs> maybe looks like a pipe cleaner or something we just see a pipe cleaner shadow just sort of clearly get lowered in at the pace that a, that a PA can like pinch it and lower it in further it's the best you guys this movie is <laughs> uh,
0: you know it does live up to the legacy of the original Mangler by being, as we noted on the last episode about the, the Mangler situation That it is very fun to talk about
2: hundred yes.
1: percent
0: Not so fun to watch
1: Yeah Oh a million
2: Million trillion yes. percent It does have that like sublime quality As we discussed with this other one And I was reminded of it When I was watching parts of it today Like where it is like Certain movies you, you would like Rent with your friends Who you watch like schlocky movies with and You'd be like We're just going to drink some beers And we're going to like Mystery science theater this thing And it's going to be so fun And it's got this guy in it It's got this guy in it But we never heard about it must be so bad and then you watch it and you're just like oh it's just kind of boring this movie and the original mangler both have a unique and wonderful weirdness to them where it's not just about like oh they didn't have the money so they weren't able to achieve what they set out to do it's just got a weirdness to it and certain scenes just have their own logic that make no sense that it does have a kind of a wondrous uh, quality to it in that way that I really appreciate. It's very different than the original Mangler, but somehow the spirit of the Mangler hmm. is carried forward yes. in that way. Yes. I, I
1: think- would say completely unintentional though. The, 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 this, I would I just want to put a little asterisk here and that's, it's not like this filmmaker was like, I'm going to do, be true to the tone and spirit of the Mangler. It is like, literally it was, we have the rights to do it. The only way my shitty horror movie about a computer virus in the schools getting greenlit is if we call it a mangler sequel and we'll just call the virus, uh, the mangler virus. And that's it. A hundred percent unintentionally. I can, I would bet my house on it. <laughs> uh, but, but you're right. It is uh, an oddly, uh, uh, good sequel in that regard. In reality, it really does feel like, uh, lawnmower man three. Like that's what the, this is more, uh, for you sure know, more like and and i'm really interested in, like I, i'm dying to know uh y- here here hold, i've always like i've been asked since i've been known to be a big spielberg guy and a big jaws fan it's like people have asked me it's like oh if you could you know what spielberg movie if you could sit down with spielberg and watch one of his movies what would it or you know a movie with spielberg what would it be would it be jaws would it be whatever and i said no it would be jaws 4 I want to watch oh, Jaws man. the Revenge with Steven Spielberg and he and just watch him one suffer and to like hear him like just go off on it because you know I'm not convinced he's ever seen it and I think that would be the best if I could ever watch a movie with Stephen King it might be this movie it, what, like, can you I imagine? Would just, I would just I was, love to see his reaction going like what the fuck is this
2: about the butterfly effect of like a just like teenager or 20 something working class guy in Maine had a job working at an industrial laundry where he would just like some kind of gross stuff would come in like covered in maggots and semen and blood and just gross mm-hmm. shit and he was like because he was going to become Stephen King he was like "This, what, what could make what could capture the creepiness of this and also the weird sort of like just like grim reality of it and wrote a short story about it and then like mm-hmm. cut to 20 plus years later and a bunch of Canadian actors and crew people and are just like rolling up at the school. Like, yeah, okay, let's just get this thing done. This is this is kind of between seasons of, you know, Northern exposure or whatever.
1: Because <laughs> you watch this credits list, it's long. It's yeah. not one of those like, it, okay, so they had like a crew of 10 and whatever. No. It's You watch the credits list and it's like a three minute long credits list of all the production heads of so like five accountants and insurers and everything. This movie paid the bills for a lot of fucking Oh yeah. People. This was
2: a full on like big independent movie. You know what I mean? Right. Like it clearly was a full on full fledged production. I also remember I didn't rewatch it for this time, but I did watch the behind the scenes, uh, oh, wow. DVD, like little mini doc that was on the DVD. And it was like, I don't think it was a whole lot of people's baby. I think it may have been the writer director. Like this is, you know, cool and schlocky and like you said it may have the script may have pre-existed the the mangler of it all and that was the way that he could get it done I think that's mm-hmm. a really good point I think that's well, entirely possible
0: as, as you're mentioning that I can tell you four production companies were involved with this movie <gasps> um here they are we'll do the power rankings of the production companies involved with the mangler 2.0 based on their names lowest power to highest <laughs> lowest power Barnholtz entertainment Pretty buoyant. <laughs> Second one, Entertainment Incorporated, <laughs> hmm. which sounds which sounds a like, a credit, uh, like a credit, like uh, a like a screen credit you would see on like a on like Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie, <laughs> Entertainment <laughs> Incorporated. Three, Mangler Productions,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. formed Very specifically curious. probably for this uh, for the that, that feels like the the company that was formed specifically for this yes. production. For That's like the LLC or whatever yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yes, but uh, well, often, I don't know. It's, it's probably so. not associated with the first one in any way. And like in my headcanon, I would like it t- to be that, you know, Mangler Productions <laughs> handled the original <laughs> yeah, Mangler <it> looks- <laughs> Mangler 2.0. And also the third one of these we're going to have to do, which is called the Mangler Reborn. And before you say anything, I've already got a copy. Oh, of no, it we're doing we it. all of them. I'm,
2: I'm fully in.
0: Excellent. Uh, and that brings us to number one on the production company. <laughs> Power rankings based on their name, the Banana Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> also, side note music was provided by Ferocious Le Funk. <laughs> so, Ferocious L E F O N Q U E. Very
2: Quebecois. Um, Quebec's number three bar mitzvah DJ. And. Um, <laughs> this Uh movie's chemical brothers yeah no absolutely i will say the music in this movie feels like like it really feels like they were like this is going to be like a bigger teen movie like there's a lot Mm. of like kind of of the time very sort of like new metal on the dvd there's literally like music video like like produced Mm. music videos for like some of the songs that are in the movie like i really think they were sort of like this is basically the faculty Which again, God love them because then that's just, that makes it so much greater that they, you know, that there's like new metal videos associated with it. It just makes it so much more of the time (laughs) and not cheap looking ones either. I have to say or not super cheap looking ones. Uh, this is, there's a lot, I think there was a lot behind the Mangler 2.0.
0: I'm very Hmm. troubled by this idea of, uh, uh, Canadian new metal. It's like peanut butter and broccoli, or something. I don't need these two things going together. That's, that sounds dangerous and, and not something I want to be involved with. Uh, Eric, one one question I had for you, since you have the sure. best memory on this, is about the kills.
1: Right. I remember
0: That's there true. being a few wild kills in this, but I don't I don't really have a firm memory on what they were. Can you can you walk us through some of the some of the kills? Uh, the memory your
1: memory too. might be wrong. Um, oh yes, <laughs> because the there is a. Pipe cleaner wire that comes and hangs a lady who's doing laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens off screen. It's very bloody for some reason, but she just
2: <laughs> is hanged off screen. Can we can we detour here for a second because this yes. is another scene that I rewatched and <laughs> Do it. it is. I remembered it when it started. In my second viewing, I got. I got like excited on a sort of like pre-conscious level. And I was like, Oh right. This scene is so fucking weird. And I didn't remember exactly how it's weird, but I just remembered in my first viewing, it's like, you're just watching it. And it's sort of like these kids are hanging out in the school and they're having like really insane, weird, like jokey dialogue that feels like it was Mm -hmm. written by an AI that you fed like a bunch of (laughs) direct-to-video American pie sequels into. Um, And but meanwhile, and then it just cuts to this woman who I feel like we've never seen before. She's not one of the I think she's supposed to be
1: the secretary of Lance Henderson because they refer to her later as as maybe like uh, having access to his office or something. It's just like, well, maybe she's there and she has the key or some 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 random
2: thing. I don't I don't even remember. that makes sense so yeah so okay it's lance heinrichson's secretary and but she's walking into the laundry room and i kind of had no frame of reference for who she was or like where she was Mm -hmm. and then she pulls out of her hamper a flask and Mm -hmm. pours herself a like glass of clear i guess what we're led to believe is liquor and Mm -hmm. then like and she really like Roger Sterling's it like she's enjoying, she's like really like, This is the only thing that makes my life <laughs> worth living. Yes. She really like, just like savors it, slash is just like, Ah, that fucking takes the edge off. But why she waits to get into the laundry room to do it is so weird and confusing because, anyway, maybe there's
0: no there. mangler cameras in there.
2: Oh, that's well, there, but could be. we learned that it's there are mangler discreet. cameras in there.
0: With her raging alcoholism,
2: um, and also the Mangler cameras are literally the ones, like the sort of like Logitech little orb uh, cameras that you used yeah. to have to put on top of your computer to do any sort of like <laughs> video anything on your computer. Well, um, the, and there is
1: that scene. There is a scene where they're having to walk through like the computer room and all the little uh, computer uh, cam cameras that are mounted on top of each of these giant behemoths. Like early odds computers, like sl- all turn in unison to stare at them. Like, which in theory is the creepiest thing in the world. In reality, it just looked uh, goofy. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's like yeah. A, a horror movie brought to you by Gateway Two Thousand. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so she savors the shit out of out of this like her flask, and then. It's just like your your brain is going like what's going to happen in this scene but in like the least suspenseful way possible because the Mangler camera like sees her and then it in some way that's completely unclear like causes some rustling to happen in a cabinet above yes. the, 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 <laughs> the 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 dryer or whatever yeah. and she's like well, that's weird and she opens it <laughs> And there's just the craziest like pulp fiction briefcase style light coming out of this cabinet. But it's just, I think it's just there cause they're like, well, we couldn't see that there's only, you know, detergent in there otherwise. Yeah. But so she opens it and she just looks and there's like, there's just the detergent. And then she like closes it and then like waits way too long to take a beat of like, Oh, silly me. I'm just, you know, I'm too on edge or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, she goes to start doing laundry and then it happens again and then she mm-hmm. looks again and then she spills some of the liquor on her feet and see so like, how's that going to play into it. Oh and yeah, then- no. yeah. At this <laughs>
1: point you're like this is final destination. They're setting up like, a final shoes. destination thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah and then it's it's truly if like if Rube Goldberg was also like it's like <laughs> no wave Rube Goldberg where like nothing actually connects or makes sense because then like somehow I think it causes another rustle and she like slips and like hits her head on the dryer or the dryer. Closes and then her hair gets pulled into and I had completely forgotten about this Mm -hmm. a basically smaller version of the Mangler from Mangler 1.0 a like laundry. Like drier sort of weird uh that right. machine. And you're just like, I never saw that coming in a million years. <laughs> this thing had set up so many Chekhov's guns that like completely don't pay off. But you're also like, that's how the machine killed. It? It's it's so bizarre. And I'm not even remotely capturing. And, don't, how and the weird reason it why
1: is. and the reason why it's hard to follow is because it's all in this crazy hodgepodge of shots where you only see like <laughs> the hair like being kind of pressed Mm -hmm. and like a blood smear or something. It's like, you, you don't know what's going on. You don't like get a full glimpse of that. Um, One death. I do want to point out is the, uh, the the Carlton character who is, they, they, there's a whole plot point in the middle where they're like super excited. She, she, you find out, I think it was the preppy girl, the, the slutty girl, the popular one that, uh, that actually did the original, uh, a homepage uh, change—the hacking that got them all in trouble, and uh, uh, and they're like, well, the, the Goth girl's like, oh, it's cool. I just unleashed this virus that's going to totally screw the system. Everybody's super happy, and they're like. Uh, You do realize that we are the only people in the school right now. Right. So and if it originated here, they're going to know it's one of us. So they have to do There's this whole elaborate like B plot of them going, well, you know what, we can break into Lance Henriksen's office and make it look like he's the one that actually downloaded the virus and put it on (laughs) his computer. And so there's this whole like espionage (laughs) tract where they're trying to blackmail Lance Henriksen into being the one that, that unleashed this uh, crazy virus, which at this point they don't know that it's like killing people. They just think it's going to like destroy the, the, this fancy new security system or whatnot. And uh, so they get in there and uh, (laughs) the preppy character, the black preppy character uh, is sitting there alone at, in, in the office. They're all like all the other ones leave and he gets locked in the office and then, like the the uh, computer starts talking to him, and like, and it's like a sassy, you know, virus. I don't know if you know this by now. It's very sassy. It starts quoting shit at him. It like it literally says, "You are the weakest link" uh, to him
2: ah, uh, that's on the screen. Good. That's good pre nine eleven, right there. That's yeah, and, and a reference that like
1: will it,
0: never be dated. They said yes, when they, they were we'll writing
1: and, uh, and, and, you know, maybe you guys can help me figure it out because all I know is that is that it sets off the sprinkler system and he like has this like Spock in Wrath of Khan moment where he's like pressed up against the glass and they watch him die through it. And I'm not exactly do they do you remember? Do they electrocute him? Does it electrocute him? It like somehow melts him or something against the glass. I couldn't I quite can figure assure out you gone. that I cannot be any help in this regard. DC, what are your I, notes
2: say? My notes say that they have that like there's a lot. Of, I'm let's see here, weakest link reference. Yeah, I did have that. Um, uh-huh. and I just the only other thing I have about this is that they do a lot of like, f- like fourth tier scream knockoff, like mm-hmm. the black guy doesn't always die first, kind of yep. like winky yep. stuff. Like, the they just feel too, yeah. yeah, they feel like it's just the movie itself is like feels like it's being like winky and like in on the joke, but it still feels great. Like makes it worse. Like honestly, it kind of like underlines the trope in like a bad way. For sure. Um, And I don't remember exactly. I had it in my head that he like, burns to death but i can't i honestly can't remember yeah it's just like he dies they, they in that
1: but it sets off the sprinkler system oh, that's right so,
2: that's right
1: like so yeah I'm, I'm still unclear how he dies but like they give him a big moment uh there well he it trips sounds like gibberish he slips all on sounds the, like gibberish. the
2: sprinkler water and falls all the way into the laundry room where his head yeah. goes into the,
1: mang- <laughs> it goes into the mang- wouldn't that be fucking incredible <laughs> uh no but i mean there's there's like a moment uh it it comes to a point where like they, the computer locks, uh, the, the Quebecy cook, the Italian right. slash Quebecy cook into the freezer. And then they bust the handle, break him out. And he's got like that kind of like mad TV looking, you know, kind of comical. I've been in a freezer. I'm still alive, but he's got like <laughs> blue makeup and like yeah. icicles hanging off of his mustache and shit. And, and he comes out <laughs> and it becomes a breakout movie from there where they're like, oh, OK, so this is virus is, is pretty fucked up and and uh, it's killing stuff and making little wire, you know, hands that hold axes and swing axes and stuff. So we got to go. Um, and it becomes an escape movie where they have to try to get out of the school in the most convoluted, least direct way possible. They can't go out the front doors because there are no shit like a bundle of like five wires on the ground that they don't want to challenge to get out of the front doors. Um, And so they do this whole elaborate thing where they like run up a a stairwell up to the roof and then do like this hide and seek thing with the camera. That's like constantly like panning away and and back, you know, like a search camera. And so it's like a video game moment where they're like ducking into shadows and, an alcove <laughs> mangler gear solid it is um, it's
2: absolutely some notes that i have on this real quick are that the yeah. music some of the music from the chase where they're trying to get out of the school feels like it's from a battery commercial of this time <laughs> <laughs> and then another note is that there's a song where it's going like funk is in your face which feels very <laughs> sort of of the time
0: speaking of your notes dc um it sounds like you're pulling from a, a vast library of these and I'm, I'm wondering if, are there notes in there that don't make any sense to you at this point? All of
2: them? Let's see here. No. Could, could you
0: read us some Oh, some I mean, choice. she does.
2: You, you, there was clearly like hacker, like just like nonsense garbled hacker speak. Like I wrote mm-hmm. down that she says, got to source an outside provider to create a bogus roundhouse download. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the, just truly the type of shit that I live for. Um... Mm-hmm. Oh, or at one this point, means, uh, the um, word for word,
0: as it, as real as we can make this. Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> um, at one point, where the the bikini clad girl and the stoner character are just kind of like kind of goofing off, and they sort of go off and do their own thing, and I think it's just sort of like again a computer trying to be like this is teens having fun where they like take a picture of the periodic table when they're just like in (laughs) a classroom and they're like this is hilarious (laughs) Um,
1: yeah he has a whole speech about how like it's the original language or some some like conspiracy uh, uh, thing around that yeah that's right because he's Um, a donor get it he's he's a donor so exactly
2: let's see here oh yeah the just a lot of i wrote down a lot of the just like weird teen dialogue that i feel like somebody was like this is like funny and cool but it is it is truly like amy amy heckerling's like cousins gardener would not write <laughs> teen dialogue this insane where like the at one point the stoner kid takes a hit or like blows it into the bikini clad girl's face and he's and she's like she says and i did rewatch this part today and i was I, it was head turning to me again where she goes <laughs> um he 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 comes up and he does a like bad uh a terrible JFK I should say he goes like <laughs> ask not what your country what your drug dealer can do for you ask what you can do for your drug dealer and then he like blows a hit in her face or something and then she goes another million brain cell march now off you go to Washington to protest
0: <laughs> Jesus, titty Christ. That is that is a combination of words, is it not?
1: <laughs> yeah, this movie's full of shit like that. Um, I think it's also worth pointing out that the hunky porn bodyguard slash chauffeur is keeping tabs on the goth girl. Uh and her key card and she, he notices that she uses the key card to break into the principal's office. And he goes, well, I got to go see what's going on there. So he's, he gets there in time to ram his car through the electrified fence. which yes, so,
2: What if yeah. um, the, in the shining, like the cook was triggered to come get Danny Torrance by like a ring doorbell or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think the hunky bodyguard is like my favorite character in the thing he, is gen- he it, genuinely he's, is
2: likable like in the first scene that they have together he mm-hmm. is genuinely like likable oh. and and
0: <laughs> he's like dollar store brand john bernthal you know <laughs> is was kind of the vibe i got from him. like get me a john Burnthal type but he's a guy not the
2: punisher is- he's the wrist slapper
1: <laughs> any yeah and he like <laughs> the, the wrist
2: t- slapper
1: and to, and to underscore like all the porny side of it like whenever at the beginning when he drops her off and like sets her up in her in room or whatever he like gives her a big kiss on like the side of the face but it's more one of those like side of the mouth you know kind of things where you're just like skeeved out by it and you're like what I don't what is going on with this relationship like, he is, I, I he is
0: visibly that. older than her to a, a like
1: oh easy like a yeah. great degree like a double your age easily. kind of thing yeah yeah you know what it reminds me of is, and it's something that I both love and hate about like kind of cheap genre movies is <laughs> it reminds me of uh, like, I love Sleepaway camp and there's, there's some mo- there's some uh, like uh, uh, camp counselors in that who are clearly 45 years old and they were like bodybuilders and they are just there to show off their physique. <laughs> and that's what this guy is. It's like, he's a 43 year old man who, you know, is obviously, you know, like not just like oh he's in shape he's like uh, a very specific Shredded. body bodybuilder you know kind of shape mm-hmm. and and it's like he's like somebody some producer sees that and goes all right that's a movie star physique you know that's a that's that's gonna be charismatic on screen and it happens a lot in low budget horror and i don't know why specifically low budget horror um because it's not like he's running around with a shirt off like the the stoner has a shirt off for most of the movie but this guy doesn't so but i don't know i have no idea what you
2: know why that is (laughs) <laughs> i think he just like he, he met the producer at the gym and the producer gave him like a pretty good like or he, <laughs> right. he gave the producer a pretty good workout tip that actually like worked and yeah. he's like oh i don't blow out my back when i do that thing and he's giving and him a he good was like-
1: <laughs> giving me a good rate on his personal yeah, training you know? exactly you're a very good boy we're gonna put you in the movie now
2: that's I'm from Mangler Productions, and I have huge sunglasses. It's Ooh. me,
0: Bobby Banana of the Banana Brothers. <laughs> we want to we invite you in on our latest production. It's called the Mangler 2.0. Don't worry about it. You're going to come. You're going to show up. You wear a big billowy pirate shirt, and uh lady's going to be your chauffeur, okay? <laughs> That's that's how that conversation went. I don't even know what that voice is. That's not even... <laughs> that's the somebody voice was of the somebody it was like putting... like nine different voices that
2: That's the voice of somebody putting suntan oil on their gray chest hair that there's like a chain <laughs> like resting on.
0: You're a very good boy. We want to reward your behavior at the gym.
1: <laughs> so... <laughs> so we did we did neglect uh, that there is a moment where Lance Henriksen pops up for his uh, day two of shooting oh. where he he shows up yes, in their yes, dorm so. room and uh, is just like, aha, you know, I noticed that you <laughs> broke into my, my office and I caught you. You're in trouble. Um, and then he he gets hit. <laughs> he gets hit by the popular girl in the face and knocked out. And when that happens and they leave the, uh, <laughs> the, the wires entomb him and then make him, uh, make him a cyborg man that pops up at the very end of the movie.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's talk about his cyborg man look because it is featured on the, the key art for this, movie, uh-huh. this, this film. Um, And every time I look at the poster or the cover box for this, I don't see Lance Henriksen. It looks like fucking Nicolas Cage to me. Very <laughs> disconcerting. It doesn't. It doesn't look exactly like Nicolas Cage, but it looks like a version, hmm. of, like a maybe a. a I don't know, messed up Nicolas. Yeah, Cage. Yeah,
2: it has that sort of uncanny valley, like a kid who can draw, and then you sort of you look at it and you're like, oh, it's not the person you think it is, but it's somebody different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's the got likeness like is a, almost there. Exactly. Yes. Yes. yes.
1: In the movie, um, it's very clearly him. Like, there's no. Well yeah. Like, oh, is that a stand-in or whatever? But yeah, you're right. There is a <laughs> well look there, at there's that a weird look at the fucking poster.
0: That image. Yeah. Like here, I'll show I'll send you. Hold on. We'll put it in the little chat box. Go there and look at that, look at that poster and tell me that doesn't look like
1: cage. Yeah, but it looks like cage now. It definitely doesn't well, look that's like fair. 2000s cage. This looks like <laughs> yeah. pig
0: cage without the beard. You
2: shave pig cage.
1: If if he had like grandpa old age makeup on, that would be Nicolas Cage. Mm,
2: yes. So, <laughs> oh, so I that with, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say, Eric, please, for our listeners who have not experienced the majesty of, of the Mangler 2.0, could you could you outline the look of Lance <laughs> Hendrickson in his final form in this movie?
1: Well, it's Lance Hendrickson with some putty on his face and some uh, maybe 30 cent uh, Home Depot uh, wiring and tubing <laughs> going in and out. Like there's a close-up of his hand uh, as it's like HDMI if-
2: cables and shit.
1: Yeah, um, it, it is. <laughs> it is both like you can tell that it took too long to put him in that makeup, and they didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't spend enough time doing it either. Like you could tell that he got very upset and was just like, "No, yeah. nothing's going over my eyes. Nothing's going over my mouth or nose. It's <laughs> Like you know, just 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 put it on the kind of my cheek and stuff. Just do, do what you can. can.
2: God, God damn it. Like Lance spent. Eighty minutes in the chair. (laughs) Yeah, checks
1: out. Uh, But there's like clearly, if you look at it's it's very much like full moon entertainment style makeup where it looks like theatrical like skin putty is being used and not like some silicone or high high end expensive stuff. But what I will say is like in terms of performance, this one moment he has that's where he he like is in that playful mode. And it's the most ridiculous thing ever because it's established that this hacker has this program that she can, uh, that she created that it's called the snowflake program, which is, will slow down any computer and, and cause it to freeze is, is essentially this, this thing, because it makes all these unique snowflakes and the processing power to do it is going to slow down any computer and any AI, including her dad's security AI. And so she takes it on herself when she sees her, her boyfriend get electrocuted by the dismantled uh, electric fence, I might add, but apparently it still has power. Um, and the Italian slash Quebec chef gets out, the Bohunk is on the other side, and she's like, no, I'm going to go in and I'm going to stop this. And she goes back into the school and pervy Lance Henriksen slash computer slash cyber, uh, mangler, uh, uh, mangler virus uh, is there <laughs> waiting for... Uh,
0: Biomechanical Henriksen.
1: Yes. yes and and he's way pervier and I think that and you know again hey, I you know he's a pervier. Fluch- oh he he's so like it, it's so like sexual this scene. He's horny. Mm-hmm. He's super horny and and I'm like I said I, I might have just watched this but it's still confusing to me. I think there's an allusion to him being inappropriate with um the the slutty girl in the uh in the in the thing and and so I think that there's like and that's why she made the the homepage that way. Um so it's not very clear. I swear to God, I was paying attention. It's just the way this movie was written. Uh, I couldn't really keep up with it, but the, um, it's on the whole, it's that 3d chest. Really we're about.
2: Also in general, we should say like, that's Imagine definitely that
1: quote on the poster. You shouldn't
0: keep up with it.
2: It's like so deep. Grody sexuality in, and, and characters just being like, weirdly horny in like a gross way is, yeah. is like a through line throughout the movie. I think we forgot oh, for sure. to note that the, I think he might be the gym coach or something. I'm not sure exactly who he is, but he's one of the adults that is just wandering around in their own movie throughout. Like it just <laughs> in, only in order to like get killed totally away right. from the rest of the action. Um, he's like, we f- see him in his office and he's watching a porn movie called crouching crotch and hide my dragon. Yep.
0: Do they show the
2: um, the uh, like the poster for it or something or like mm-hmm. the case? I'm assuming, um, but it's just <laughs> so. He's watching
0: it. Andy as the poster. And I also I had
2: another note that like He's way early on when they're when they're um, introducing the like uh, preppy kid who they make a big deal of being like a black guy who's not going to die mm-hmm. first, and then he does, um, yeah. and then the stoner kid that I believe. I think the character's name is will the like preppy kid there mm-hmm. he's like he says like oh yeah i had her they're just kind of like doing like nothing teen dialogue where they're supposed mm-hmm. to be just porny and he says like oh yeah i had her on that porn site last night where i'm like how do they think porn sites work like what does that mean <laughs> like was he showing an actual girl a porn site did he find a girl on it? it's so weird i don't know it doesn't make it feels like they're they've yeah. been told to just sort of like watermelon watermelon some dialogue about being horny teens and this guy is like only he's still in the, he still has like a, a hard copy subscription to penthouse or whatever so he doesn't know how to work but he's heard, and, and and heard the porn the sites
1: and that's the same scene where they're like quoting porn movie titles back back at each other right where that's, that's where right he says like shaving ryan's privates and and uh he, oh, he, he, yeah, yeah it's shit some like that yeah shit
2: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I think they maybe even say crouching because I have a note here that, that that this would explain. I think they maybe even yes. say crouching tiger and hide my dragon, and then yep. later we see somebody see watching it. it. And I think right. I know, like it's a real movie in this world. So this movie's really <laughs> kind of creating a fully immersive, uh, you know, <laughs> experience. Um, yeah, exactly. It's like Apple All- cigarettes in a Tarantino thing. It's really sort of like, <laughs> like building out just you know the ex- place they exist. It,
1: it's Eat also your heart out could, MCU. <laughs> yeah, yeah, try that Kevin Feige. Um yeah, no, it and it all builds to the creepy sexual confrontation That's with the right. uh, cyborg Lance Henderson. It all pays off. It all pays off. Who yeah. is like, ooh, you know, ooh baby babying this goth girl and she's like, "Well, you know, I will give myself to you, but, you know, th- this will make it better. This let me inject this the cd raw <laughs> into your CD-ROM and I'll put this in here."
2: And, what? and yeah, and I don't so remember we,
1: this at all. Well, she doesn't say it that way, but it, that is the implication because she's like, okay, I'll give myself to you. But you know, what'll make the experience better is this program. And, and I'm going to put this, you know, and he, he allows <laughs> her like the Stevie fucking rom opens by its own accord. Mm-hmm. And he puts, like she puts it in computer Viagra. The it's disc,
0: it, cool. the oh, disc has that. like horny mix written on his shirt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and it loads, and he like, as it's loading he's like oh yeah this is so nice and and all this stuff and then of course it it freezes and freezes him and pretty much the only thing that happens is he gets kind of like levitated up by the the wires that are connecting him and like sucked into a corner and that's that's the big uh finale to the confrontation there i
2: also have that she like pushes him so he's already a computer man and then she yes. pushes him into some electric stuff and he gets electrocuted which doesn't fully <laughs> like make sense to me why that would work because i think he it was the like, programs mm, somehow okay
1: but you're right um, it's it's so unclear and indistinct and then and also
2: a weird like just overall a weird like a lot of jurassic parky stuff going on because when (laughs) she's like i think it's part of like clearly the theory that she put into like developing this program she tells the like jock guy earlier about chaos theory yeah and gives him a book about like chaos theory and then there's like a big electric fence and they helicopter out at the end i guess what i'm saying is this movie was originally what michael crichton ripped Jurassic park of. the <laughs> yes. screenplay, the screenplay been floating around for years and yep. you know, it just didn't have a big name sure. behind it. And yeah,
1: totally. <laughs> That was totally it. fucking Spielberg
0: comes in, just snakes it out from under us. <laughs> We're going to go forward with our original vision anyway.
1: So goth girl makes up with her daddy who flies in on the helicopter to rescue, not even rescue her. Like he just flies in at the end after she kills everything. I and just her, want to point out that you keep Jeff calling Larry. him daddy. It's
0: very disconcerting. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, happened, it's happened several times now. It's disconcerting.
1: Uh, but you know, she hugs him and he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I was such a, a mean father. There you go, Scott. You like that better? I mean, a mean father. And she's like, I'm
2: sorry. I was a mean girl. Say, mean, it, mean say it
0: again. It's, I'm sorry. I was such a mean daddy. <laughs>
2: I'm mean daddy. Yeah, that feels. Annoying. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Please, the 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 correct pronunciation is diadi, <laughs> I
0: um, was a mean daddy. And we did,
1: and, and <laughs> like stepping any, out of a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a coda, of course, where she's off to college, and she's kind of laying on a on the ground, on like a little picnic, as you do, and, uh, and and is on the phone talking, and we get a slow push into her palm pilot which is open. And it says on the Palm pilot, you've been mangled. And that's letting us know that, uh, that the mangler virus did get out. We got, it got beamed out before. Yeah. That actually,
2: down. I think for the first time now, after having watched the movie 1.5 times, that finally <laughs> makes sense to me now why they have, cause Lance Heinrichsen Heinrichson establishes that they all have Palm pilots, which yes for anybody younger than like 35 was a sort of like pre-iPhone, like it wasn't actually a phone. It was just purely a like quote unquote digital assistant that you would have Mm -hmm. that would sort of like, basically you could just do your like calendar in it. And I don't know why I'm talking like I had one. I'm young, I'm young. Um, (laughs) I had a
0: Blackjack two, which was basically, I fucking loved it. It's still like one of my favorite phones that I've ever had. You know, I'm like an iPhone guy now and I've had one of those for a decade or more, but before i had that i had a blackjack 2 and it was fucking awesome
2: blackjack uh, 2 wouldn't squad any sound any... off in the comments
0: bj2 what what bj2 daddy <laughs> bj2 i've activated um, but uh this explains everything. it would be blackjack
2: daddy
1: if i <laughs> blackjack daddy
0: I I killed my Blackjack 2. I had it in the pocket of a hoodie and I took a leak at a Taco Bueno somewhere in Dallas and it uh went into the toilet and that was the end of the Blackjack 2. And that's when I upgraded <laughs> to the iPhone and uh, I've just been there ever since. But my point being that if you saw a Blackjack 2 in 2022, you would be you would laugh your ass off. It's it's it was roughly the size of a VCR and <laughs> It had like a big deal on it that you would like use your thumb on uh, and not, <laughs> like a little DJ. Not in
2: any way piss resistant. Yeah,
0: not, not not great. But I loved having that phone and it was like the step up from, I think I had a Nokia before that or like a Razer phone or some shit. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Our phone histories are embarrassing. <laughs> DC, what's the most embarrassing phone you've ever had?
2: Um, I didn't have a cell phone until college, so I didn't get like a terrible, like giant Zach Morris brick phone ever. I think I had like Hmm. a small Nokia, like you could play snake on it, little like blue, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like something that now you would watch them just sort of like say like, yeah, the, the, the re-up is here, whatever on the wire and then drop into a gutter. Um, but (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I I remember really liking it. I think there's just something about your first phone. I felt like I could totally cruise on like T nine texting. I got really good at it. You know, like there is something about it where you're just like, man, that thing and me, we had so many adventures.
0: Yeah. I remember an early cell phone I had, it was a Nokia. It had snake on it, you know, and that like Mm -hmm, colorless mm -hmm. screen that like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: matrixy almost like matrix with all the color drained out of it screen. You know, so it was like black and like camouflage green or some shit. It had a function that a friend and I, uh, a friend of mine had the same phone. And one day we discovered that it had this like buried somewhere deep in the phone was this option to, you could type in someone's number and it would send you coordinates of where they were. <gasps> Whoa. And, yeah. And we found this and we're like, what the fuck? Like, this seems like this shouldn't exist this is like a weird thing right but it was on there and it, and it never went away as long as i had that phone very spotty like as to whether or not it would work cuz my friend and i were like trying it out on each other and shit but uh just imagine if phones did that now like if like the uh, the uproar as it like the justifiable uproar if you could like track a motherfucker just with their cell phone like that's that's wild without shit.
1: them needing yeah
2: that feels yeah, like a thing is, that they like they like uh, don't want you to know that they had that on there like you know what i mean like it yes, feels it like was it was not a prominent feature it was a thing that
0: like my i i if i remember correctly like my buddy discovered it right. once while like digging through the you know, various options on the phone. It's like a tree where it has all these branching menus, and then he eventually found himself this, like, dark corner of the phone that was just, like, stalk a motherfucker, and if you (laughs) click that, it would, like, let you do that, and it would give you, like, you know, uh, basic map coordinates. I don't need to explain why that's, like, horrific, (laughs) but, you know. If
2: Scott ends up getting, like, there's like he experiences a mysterious accident in the next week or so, or what after this podcast comes out. We'll know why. Like, you are not meant to find that, or
0: yeah, like, the Swedes are gonna get me. <laughs> yeah,
2: they're gonna take so me out. Find, yeah, <laughs> they're gonna find you with a cardamom bun shoved down your throat.
0: Heard <laughs> if heard I heard, I, heard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is what it will be scrawled in blood above
0: you. This, so, uh.
2: Last part of the movie felt like a reshoot. I have that, like the the scene mm-hmm. where she's just like lying on she the grass. She looks so different. Sort of like, I'm, it's all over. The mangler is all over. And then it's like you, and then we have the reveal of like the, like the Palm pilot saying like, you've been mangled. The thing it's, mm-hmm. it's gone It's <laughs> out there. I um, mean, then my favorite, I think this is, this kind of sums up the entire experience. My favorite note that I have written down here at the bottom, I think clearly for this, for this scene or maybe for the entire movie is just, in retrospect, why was she doing what she was doing? <laughs> I think that kind of sums it up.
1: Yeah, it's it's also worth pointing out that she's not at all gothy in this, which uh, probably makes it feel like that reshoot thing. Like she she has like mousy brown hair now, and and all this, and it's like I guess since she faced the Mangler virus right. and made up with her deity. Um, that uh, that she doesn't need to be goth anymore because that's how that works.
2: Yeah, you might think that you've left the hacker goth lifestyle behind, but you don't. <laughs> you don't walk. No one gets away clean.
0: You can take the hacker goth out of the girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of those things. Well, that and this that's was uh, the mangler this too. Just awful. This, <laughs> this whole experience. I mean, it's it's again, it's fun to talk about, but uh, what a a, a brutal. And, and savage beating uh, Mangler 2 is. <laughs> People are going to seek this out. I mean, I don't feel any responsibility here. I don't feel culpable to whatever is going to happen next from our listeners. Mm. Because they cannot so simply just go onto a streaming network and watch this. You know, mm. you're going to have to put in work if you want to see this motherfucker. This episode probably didn't make any goddamn sense to you, and that's fine. We
2: are people like hyping NFTs, though, because we are the only people that own copies of this movie <laughs> in the world, and then we're <laughs> being like, true. "Man, it's really fun to watch! You really got to check it out." So if you if you buy it, you're going to be buying it from from us at a at a dear dear cost. Might I might I add? What you, have I'll to sell to do it is you for
1: five hundred dollars. But you, I mean, but you can't though. That's the you the only way that anybody can. Uh, Find this disc is if they write a wish on a piece of parchment and put right. it in a bottle, <laughs> exactly. and, and and you know throw it into a river, and then you know within I don't know thirty to sixty days the, uh, the Scott's missing disc will show up just when you need it, and much like Mary Poppins will go to the next person that needs it after after your uh, you had your viewing. So. The funny, <laughs>
0: the I'll tell you the hilarious outcome that's going to happen here, and it'll happen probably nine months slash four years from now is i'm gonna stumble upon that disc somewhere in the detritus of my office (laughs) and i'm gonna burst out of the out of the door run into the living room and show my wife this disc and be waving it around like a madman and ranting about like i found the mangler too and she's gonna be like what the fuck are you talking about and then i'm gonna get so excited about it i'm gonna put the movie on and show it to her and within like 10 minutes she's gonna be furious with that's that's what's going to happen here. I guarantee it. I wish I fucking knew where it was.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm like or looking Noki, around
2: Nokia is going Noki to burn your house down and you and your wife are going to be standing out in the street and the firefighters are going to come up to you like, sorry, sir, it was a near total loss, but we were able to save one thing. And, just
0: gonna and All the firefighters are like blonde with blue disc. eyes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they're I, in on it for sure.
0: I can't do a Swedish accent. I can do like a German accent, but I can't do like, but the, the Swedes would be like, we could not recover anything from your house.
2: <laughs>
0: and meanwhile, they got the gold in their backpack. That's how that'll go. Um, there is, just to tease, our next Mangler meeting. Please. There is another Mangler. You know, as I touched on before, uh, it's called the Mangler Reborn. It looks very upsetting. Um, but I have a digital copy of this that I can send uh, to either one of you.
2: That's another um, meme that I need is Yoda looking up at the sky on Dagobah and saying, there is another mangler.
0: <clears throat> I can put that one together for you. <laughs> <Very easy. laughs> um, like just while we're on the line, let me, let me take a. I don't know anything. Do you all know anything, anything about the no, Mangler reborn?
2: I don't. I think I probably looked it up after I watched this one and I've now for, since forgotten everything.
1: Uh oh. while while you're looking it up uh I since I have uh, the Mangler 2 pulled up on my IMDb Pro I do want to mention that this movie is is up 10,722 from last oh. month uh in terms of the movie meter rating. Wait, why? I
2: don't know. It was just That's down world.
1: that we're, it's, it's up 5,681 from last week. Well, that I is did the look it up bump.
2: literally today. I think, is it Even just from nobody knows it. looking it up before this episode? Cause I <laughs> right. did look well, it We, up we looked at about it too. We so did. maybe,
1: maybe. Yeah.
0: I mean, comparatively speaking, like 5,000 spots in line. Those are like all 5,000 of those are probably like one instance of someone searching. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. it, so it's like, you know, Three people probably looked this up after they saw us (laughs) tweeting about it. Now it's like skyrocketing to the top of the charts.
1: Uh, It is rocking a 2.5 out of 10 stars and the most popular demographic for this movie rating it at 3.1 stars, which is the highest out of all of the (laughs) aggregated ratings or 45 plus uh, year old members. Okay, here's
0: what I can tell you about The Mangler Reborn. Just a little tease. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to spoil anything for for the. Are boys. the Banana Brothers back? The Banana Bro? No, this is Lionsgate. The
2: actually. Banana Brothers are sort of the like the broccoli. What broccoli? The Broccoli's are to like the Bond movies, where it's just sort of like it's in the family. <laughs> They're the shepherds of the franchise. <laughs> they make sure that you know certain aspects of the Mangler are being carried forward in its various incarnations.
0: We're looking at the Banana Brothers. We're looking for a new director now, but we need someone that little on the legacy of the the Mangler franchise. <laughs> Here we go. The movie takes place after the events in the first film and follows Hadley, a repairman that repurchases the possessed machine from the first movie and becomes obsessed with the machine. This is Wikipedia. That's why it's written that way. Hadley awakens the machine. Jesus. Repeated word. With his blood. And after being machine by it, is forced to feed it new blood to stop his corpse from rotting. Folks. We got a banger on our hands here with Mangler Reborn. We're taking oh. it back to the roots first of all.
2: I also like that they've they they like finally figured out how to justify that things are going into the mangler other than like people just keep tripping because they didn't <laughs> even figure that out in the first one where they, the machine's haunted but just like don't go near it. Like I don't know what to tell right. you. So, Stay out of the building,
0: motherfucker. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Well, we
0: have, we have that to look forward to uh, uh, during year four of the right? pandemic. Uh, that'll be great. Um, which, you know, as we noted earlier, DC condones the ongoing pandemic and loves it. Um, but is there anything we want to add here at the end? Is there anything about the Mangler 2 we did not discuss?
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Um, no, I think we covered it. Scrolling
2: back here through my notes, there's a PT cruiser at the beginning to make it feel like (laughs) 2000s. Oh, yeah, I love um, at one point again, and just the like weird, just like all teens talking in movies always sounds fake. But this like it takes it to a new level with, you know, when teens, they'll be like the parentals or the whatever. In this movie, somebody says the parental DNA strands.
0: Jesus. Again,
2: I guess that's another like Jurassic Park thing or something uh bu, 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 bu. oh yeah i just remembered watching it today again the um the character will who's like one of the comic relief uh characters who they make way too but they underline way too many times that he's black and, and in a way that feels weird and patronizing and racist he's like did you know that if you eat somebody's eyeballs you get to see everything that they've ever seen mm. and then that's true That's And then they're like, where do you come up with this stuff? And he says, do you ever read the fine print on car leases? Just more things to sell you on the movie. Yeah. Um,
0: My my reaction was delayed on that because I was just staring into the middle distance, (laughs) sort of absorbing it.
2: Um, At one point, somebody said, like, I think it's the bikini clad girl says to the, I think it's like the stoner guy. That wasn't funny, Corey, which just if you ever need to like reconstitute the entire teen and or horror movie genre from a single line just use that wasn't funny (laughs) literally any teen or horror movie ever made um that's it i think we covered everything else that's oh at one point at the end the song that's playing over like when she's like descending into the depths of like techno hell at the middle of the school i think is just like a ripoff of dragula by rob zombie it sounds exactly the same i think Rob very interesting find something actionable here um (laughs) And...
0: Dragula is, is sort of a spirit animal of the Kinkast. Uh, a, oh, a lovely tune.
2: You know? um, <laughs> um,
0: in fact, we, yeah. we used it just last week. We had to record mid-roll ads for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eric and I had a very long conversation about what the sound <laughs> should be that would introduce the break. <laughs> the, and, the, and the coming out of the intro ads. We wanted to use the baseball noise. The mm-hmm. charge, you know, that that noise that we usually mm-hmm. use on the show. But uh, Eric accidentally erased it from our <laughs> soundboard and yep. painted it into a corner. We had no choice but to use the intro <laughs> the intro to the chorus from Dragula. Um And we were worried that it might be a little a little too aggressive for our <laughs> listeners. But I'm going to tell you what, baby. All I've heard is really excited people. You know they they, like they it. love they yeah. love the dragula sound. Can
2: you really? imagine if you were a just imagine being at a party in general? But you're at a party. It's like one a.m. or something like t- today, this year of our Lord 2022, and somebody just drops Dracula. Like how <laughs> insane that party would go. Can you imagine?
0: <laughs> Dude, they would dragula. lose their fucking mind. Dracula slams.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. gosh. Mm-hmm.
0: It slams yeah. in the back of a Dracula. <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh, also, they I, when they had that gate crash that the chauffeur crashes through the electric fence, they were clearly mm-hmm. like so excited about the, this like day of stunt work that they show you the they show it to you multiple times.
1: Right, it's like, like a <laughs> Jackie Chan stunt. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. They literally it like plays like five <laughs> times from different angles.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I got. And, and and it it doesn't fully blast through the. Uh... The gate, by the way, it just kind of like it goes through about halfway, and so half the car is into the property, and the gate's like laying on top of the car. But it like so it goes through like kind of fast at first and then like slows to a a stop. It it looks like you you just want it to be to blast through the whole thing. That's what you expect in action movies, and uh, it doesn't really happen. But that's this movie in a nutshell. (laughs) You you expect it to kind (laughs) of go all the way, and it's just like, eh, here you go. I see a scene
0: like that. I want the car to. Burn through the witches, uh, <laughs> dig through the ditches, mm-hmm. and then slam in the into directly into the electric fence.
2: Yes. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> All right. So this meeting DC, of the
2: Angler gang has been very successful, I think.
0: Yes, I, I believe so. We've been we've only discussed this movie for twice its actual length. <laughs> um DZ, Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Uh, is there, is there anything you'd like to tease anything you're working on? Anything you'd like to draw people's attention to?
2: Um, n- nothing specific. My books, the boy you couldn't sleep and never had to and crap kingdom are, are, are out there and available wherever books are sold or checked out of the library or eBooks, or if you like audiobooks, I, I read, uh, both of them. And if you like, sort of like sci-fi and fantasy and, and, and that kind of stuff. They're like fun, funny, exciting uh, takes on those genres. Uh, and let me think of what else. Oh yeah. So this short story, uh, uh, it's called song plugger and the kid is coming out in joyland magazine, which is an online literary publication on January 27th. I think that that'll be out by the time people are listening to this, check that out. It's kind of like a, kind of a weird country music Cohen Brothers uh, uh, Twilight Zony uh, thing, and it's short and it's free. And that's it.
0: Very well. Well, we look forward to checking that out. And we look forward. <sighs> We kind of look forward to having you <laughs> back for The Mangler Reborn. Um,
2: <laughs> but you're we'll, wincing as you say it, because you know you are to watch we're, another we're, Mangler movie.
0: We're Just. dealing these out at once per year, giving <laughs> everyone all the Mangler runway they need to prepare for the next <laughs> one. Uh, Just but, to uh,
1: what your appetites on that, the budget on uh, Mangler 2 was a huge $4 million, way more than I would have thought looking I'm at the movie. stunned by that. The budget for The Mangler Reborn? Two hundred thousand dollars. So this is going to
2: be it's stripped down. They're going. Oh they're stripping God. it down. That's I like that. They're going to be. it's, yeah. it's hungry. That movie's going to be hungry. You know, <laughs> it's going to the have They're not showing up to. Show, they're not showing up to set in limousines. No, they're freaking taking the bus and then they're, they're happy putting to be there. in the I love work. work it. Exactly
1: what they're doing. They're showing they're up be- on bicycles. and whatnot. <laughs> They're gonna to have to have like filmed it with a 2005 webcam or something with that budget. <laughs> from
2: from gonna be hey, crazy. Hey, can we borrow one of the cameras from Mangler Two to shoot <laughs> Mangler Three? We want to maintain
0: that feel. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh boy! Well, thank you for being here today. Uh, this was a delight, and um, you know we will reconnoiter at some point in the future. Uh, to finish out this, the most triumphant trilogy in in Stephen King's
1: filmography. Well said, Scott. many thanks to DC Pearson for returning to to the mangled waters once again. I can't believe that one that there are three of these fucking movies and yes, uh, and that we have now committed to covering all of them. I, we're hell. We're two thirds of the way through it. Might as well finish it out, right?
0: <sighs> I got a feeling the next one's gonna be really bad, dude. You think he can be worse than this one? I don't know. I've seen. Pictures from it. I've never seen it, but I've seen pictures and they're very troubling. Right. Well, it looks uh, extremely low rent is how I would describe <laughs> it.
1: Oh, boy. Well, thankfully, it's going to be a minute before we subject ourselves to that. Mm-hmm.
0: We'll probably have DC on uh, again next year to finish out the Mangler, the Mangler trilogy, <laughs> I, which uh, I'm just delighted that that's the little corner of this kingdom that he wanted to stake his territory on. Like... <laughs> DC just got to have that mangler. All three versions of it.
1: There are many Stephen King adaptations, but that one is his.
0: It is. It really is. He has laid claim to that one.
1: Uh, What do we got going
0: on the show next week?
1: Ooh, So next week, I'm very much looking forward to sharing this one with you guys. Um, Mm -hmm. So in terms of the actual adaptations that we've been able to uh, have seen over the last few weeks, we've hit some of the let's say sillier ones, Mangler 2.0, The Rage Carry 2. Uh, I'm not counting The Overlook Hotel because that didn't ever come come into existence, unfortunately. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we are delving back into one of King's classics next week, and that is, appropriately enough, The Shining. We are going back to The Shining with a conversation focused more on the book than Kubrick's adaptation, Mm
2: -hmm. and our
1: guest is uh, a newcomer to the show. He's a very funny comedian writer director somebody you know he's a face you know turned out to be not only a giant stephen king fan but had a legit blast doing the show and it comes across uh very excited to share this one with everybody
0: yeah i uh i desperately want to give hints but there's no way to hint around this without (laughs) he's stepping on my own dick so i'm gonna keep it to myself but uh it is a very fun episode uh we knew if we were gonna do this shining again we had to have a, a name worthy to to justify dipping back into those waters again and boy did we uh hit the mark on that one. And then this Friday on the Patreon, mm. very excited to announce that the second chapter of Shelbyville is arriving. We have been very hard at work on Shelbyville in uh in the background over these last few weeks. We've got the first 3 episodes already recorded. We're uh getting the fourth one done this week, and then the next one will be the uh, the season finale. So this thing is um, well on its way to being completed, the first season of the Shelbyville arc. Uh, I hope you guys
1: like it, because uh, we've already done committed to almost the entire run by the time the second episode comes out. <laughs>
0: uh, the second one is uh, a little rowdy. Pop-Pop maybe had a few too many beers during the recording, which was like over three hours. Uh, sorry, folks. So uh, I'm a little little tongue tied by the end of it but we are having such a blast playing this game. There's going to be some big surprises in store in this in this thing before uh <laughs> before the season is out. You are going to get um guest stars on Shelbyville and uh I wish I could tell you more about that but um those are all surprises that will eventually land once these episodes come out. We are very 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 Proud of the work that we have put into it, (laughs) and um, we think you're going to have a blast uh, listening to where this story goes. Mm, Right. Chapter two this Friday on the Patreon. It is part two, so if you're not already signed up for the Patreon, go over there and make sure to listen to chapter one first, wherein uh, Eric, uh, our dear friend Mallory O'Mara, and I um, blow up a school. It Mm -hmm. was pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Yep, and uh, I don't want to give too much away, but this uh, new episode does introduce canned bread into the mix which is a real thing that happens in new england apparently and uh it has become a little bit of a a real life thing as mallory has now sent I- actual examples of canned bread to everybody <laughs> involved she's with, fucking with the show.
0: pissed at y'all by the way
1: oh i know i can tell i can tell she, i hear about
0: it every day <laughs> why <even> am <laughs> they eating the bread yet they need to have a slice yeah, I was like, she, well, maybe they're waiting to eat it on the. Air.
1: I don't. Fucking oh, good, know. good I call. Wasn't. That's a really good excuse. I'm gonna have to run <laughs> with that one. No, I just wanted to eat, eat it on the air. Ugh, uh, she ugh. she sent brown bread in a can that has raisins in it, y'all. It, it's just it's taken me a, a minute to brace myself to to do this. That's that's a, that's all the excuse I'll I'll give. Um, and I also want to point out that uh, this next episode will also debut a wonderful. Uh, Shelbyville theme song I can't wait for you guys to hear it it's so good it's composed by somebody named Lillian Boyd and mm-hmm. she absolutely nailed it and it's uh, uh we kind of gave her a little bit of a uh, 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 like make it sound a little bit like this with a dash of this, and like she's like, "Oh yeah, you want that? How about something ten times cooler than that?" And then yeah, gave, yeah. gave us this really badass fucking theme song. So we're like doing it up in Shelbyville, and I uh, hope you all uh, like it because we're going to keep doing it. So <laughs> hopefully, it doesn't scare anybody. Right. away. we're having too good of a time with it.
0: And well, I think I'm going to drop that theme song uh on the Twitter this Thursday just to get the people a little bit more hyped up for Friday's release of uh, Chapter Two. So All you, right. keep your eyes peeled on the on the Kingcast feed and you'll get a little sneak peek at that.
1: Yeah. yeah. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at, at Kingcast 19 mm-hmm. And yeah, and you can sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash the Kingcast. What else? Uh Cotet nineteen, go visit them and buy some shirts. Yeah. We got, got some, some new merch, the merch up there. We got a what's your Stephen King origin story t shirt up? That's really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, what else have we gotta say?
0: oh i don't even know anymore
1: yeah then we should just I think end that's,
0: it I, I think that's everything <laughs> rate,
1: yeah rate and review us on itunes and apple podcasts and spotify wherever you get your podcasts and give us them five stars and, five stars only and, i don't want uh, any of these
0: three yeah. stars any yeah, these fours that. it's nonsense fives fives are nothing that's how we like it
1: yep that's that's our motto fives are nothing
0: don't leave uh, nothing that would be mean
1: <laughs> yeah, just no, leave five. A, a four would be preferable to a nothing. If you are going to leave something, leave. Okay, five. fine, fine.
0: You can ding <laughs> us for the language or making fun of Donald Trump or whatever the fuck. S- somebody's going to try to find a
1: loophole. We don't, we don't want that. Um, <laughs> anyway, we will see everybody back in the main feed next week for the shining, and hopefully, uh, you guys will tune in the to the Patreon this Friday for the continuing adventures of Bug Crystal and Bruce in Shelbyville, Chapter Two. Adios, folks. The KingCast is a Fangoria podcast production. The show is produced, hosted, and created by Eric Vespi, that's me, and Scott Wampler. Tierra Ansley and Abby Goel are executive producers. Daniel Danger is our art director. And editing is done by yours truly.